Hey guys, this is Perry. I hope you all have been doing well, and I've missed you guys, and I hope you missed me too, with some of the talks that Able Gaming likes to put forth. But before we dive into today's show, I thought it'd be nice and that we show our respects towards Total Biscuit, uh, who is a, a big YouTuber. He is a part owner of the Co-Optional Podcast. He is like the British version of critique and reviewing video games that I've had the pleasure to look forward to or listen to for like the last couple of months and he uh, recently passed away because of prostate cancer so the way we do that is before we get started we're going to pay attention with just a moment of silence for 30 seconds Thank you, Total Biscuit, for all that you've been done to the gaming industry. I know someone might not actually be able to actually listen to it because they have so many other podcasts that come out that automatically get number one charts. But like, if you do listen to it, like we really do care about game reviewers or just what they mean towards the industry, just to be able to share the same voice that we that I have and what I strive to become later on towards to show towards. The younger generation and my generation that video games aren't just a, just a show off there should be game played that there's actually more to it and today's show is no different that we it goes for return now later on jordan leaves because jordan simpson is on today's show but i give you a small glimpses of what i've been doing behind the scenes with caitlin's uh Nisa nephew, which I adore and love, like I just care for them. Like I'm just new into their life, but they know that I mean business when it comes to like m- making sure that they're groomed right to prepare for the real world. Like some like spoiler alert, we have a pause, save, and continue button, and I just want to make sure that they use those buttons correctly as they go forth in their young, mature adulthood. And that being said, let's jump into the podcast and have some fun. You feel me, Coach? Hold on Just a little while longer Hold on Just a little while longer Hold on Just a little while longer Everything will be alright Everything will be alright Fight on Just a 
just a little while longer Fight on Just a little while longer Fight on Just a little while longer Everything will be alright Welcome to another episode of AOI Gaming, episode 39. I'm your podcast MC, Perry Morton. I am back, baby. We are gearing up for our E3 coverage as it was about two weeks away. Something yeah. like that, yeah. Something about that, like that. And today, or tonight, wherever you're located, with, I'm bringing back Jordan Simpson. How you been, bro? I have been, and <laughs> right now I am organizing Pokemon. Yeah. I feel like a tax accountant. Yeah, so if you hear that in the background, I apologize. Uh, he's currently uh, doing a little project like of Pokemon where you have all 759? There's more than that. Mad. I lost count. <laughs> I lost count. Is it like 771 or something around there now? But I'll get you an exact number. Give me the exact number as we're starting. Uh, check us if you're wrong. Oh, wait. We're not kind of funny. But... <laughs> What I'm trying to say is we're trying to get a live Pokédex so we can put it on Reddit for other ones to see. Because this is a big achievement. Jordan, you technically should have it already. You should be on Reddit to prove that you have all 700 Pokémon. I wish I was on Reddit, but I'm not on Reddit. Because the day that uh, Cold Trough came out in Monster Hunter World, I was running through which everybody was after to see what was coming out. That fabled golden gun lance with a wide floor shelling. <laughs> yeah, I got that off my first drop and I posted it in a Discord channel. You need to post that on Reddit. And the leader of our team, our raid team from Monster Hunter was like, I bet you this. You're going to log into Reddit or look at the top post tomorrow. Or I'll do it for you. And the, the most upvoted post with the most karma will be that right there. And lo and behold, it was. He's like, I fucking called it. Yeah. So the same gun lens that I had, somebody else was lucky enough to get. And yeah. Yeah, but like, this is more of a player's yeah, I should. Thing. I, I really should like, be like, look... Here it is. It's like my 95, 93 to 95 thesis on your chapel door. Here you go. I got the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, like Encyclopedia. Right here, Professor Oak. 
I'm, right here. Eat it, old man. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm constantly camping Cerebi.net waiting for that announcement. Zorora has been released. Got the next one. All right, now what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just like the idea is to have a live breathing Pokedex. That way you have all the information and like who like you might have a friend that needs a certain Pokemon. You can pass it off for breeding or just for be able to fight with or just to have in your collection. 802. 802. We we're completely off, sir. <laughs> there was a whole generation. <laughs> There's a yeah. whole generation that's not even made yet. And this is a way gaming where we talk about video games in the sense of how they might play an influence on you. If you're new to the show, that's how we do it here. Jordan's been on here plenty of time. Yes. I thought it would be perfect for him to come back right before what we call E3, where we focus on the new hot games coming from the latest publishers, such as Nintendo, Sony, Ubisoft, uh, Xbox, Bethesda, was Rockstar, but they're not going to be there at E3 this year. It runs from ninth, uh, June 9th through the 17th, or I might be wrong on that number. June. Ah. Numbers have been off today. It's all right. This is your numbers been off. Yes. So it runs from June 9th through June 17th. I was correct on that. Um, with that being said, bro, what have you been playing here recently? Before we dive into E3. Mainly what I'm playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when your setup looks like X, Y, Alpha Sapphire, Omega Ruby. Sun, moon, ultra sun, ultra moon, red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal. You've got way too much. And when, you, when you're not putting the time into it every single day, it, it takes a while because of other games like Monster Hunter World when you're trying to stay up here and there with that. Uh, Fortnite is a drug. Yes, yeah, so we'll, talk, we'll definitely talk about Fortnite along with many other topics. Yeah, because uh. I knew, uh, if I'm not mistaken... That was the next project of Cliff Blazinski's was Fortnite because it is an Epic Games game. Yes, it is an Epic Games game. So I'm wanting to think because when he left Gears of War 3, he said he was working on a brand new project. And something deep down from my Unreal days, Chasing Fatality, tells me that he had something to do with this because everything that man makes video game-wise is gold. Yes. Unreal was great up until Unreal Tournament 3. Gears of War was great while he was on the team. Judgment came out. It flopped, in my opinion. 4 was all right. Now we have Fortnite. Yes. And technically, it's still in closed beta, is it not? It's still in closed beta. It says it? that on the on the multiplayer, like closed beta. And you're like, guys, you really need to pay somebody to take that down. We're like well out of closed beta by now. No, like seriously, though, like that game should not even re-close beta. No, because there's so many people playing it, and there's there it's it's a game where you're either going to be all in stressful or you're going to be all out stressful, like you're either going in, you're stressed because you're not winning, or you realize this game is just a with people, and that's all it is. <laughs> like, I mean, I made the point to somebody. I was like, why can't I play League of Legends like this game? If you lose in Fortnite, who cares? You're gonna lose a lot more than yes. you win unless your name is Ninja. Yes, Ninja over guy. Uh, you're playing with Drake and stuff. Oh like, my god, I watched that guy. Like, pro Halo player turns 
cre- helps essentially to create a pro Fortnite tier. Like Fortnite's gonna have a pro series because ninjas do. Are it. they gonna be at the? Are they part of the EA Sports thing? I think it's in the production. I don't know if they're allowed to host a game as an eSport if it's in beta. Okay, okay. This is all new territory for us because of... I know it started with PUBG, and now Fortnite has essentially taken over because PUBG was the original Battle Royale, and now everybody's trying to get on on the train because this is like... Gaming is like anything else in science. There's an evolution to it. So essentially what started with Doom and Wolfenstein has now become Fortnite in a sense. But it's splinters, right? Because you have the paths of games like what we were talking about earlier. You have Uncharted and Last of Us, which are story-driven games, but they're shooters. And then you have Battle Royale games, which are Fortnite. And it tends to the different people in the sense that if you want to the experience, you're going to play one of the games with an experience to be had. Fortnite is a game where you have those fans out there of other shooters like Battlefield and Call of Duty. They're like, scrap the campaign mode. Well, yeah, scrap the campaign mode, and this is what you get. You get 100 people on a map, and somebody's going to hate you at the end of it. Now, how do you feel about the new Black Ops 4, though? Is it Black Ops? Yeah, Yeah, it's Black Ops 4. 4. It's Black Ops 4 not having a campaign. It's like, are you really trying to compete with a free base game? Because, like, I personally thought, looking at um, Black Ops, like, just graphic wise, it looked cool, but when you look at the, when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, it doesn't look like a really fun game to play. I'm not a fan of the of the Call of Duty series, and if they're trying to go battle royale, I can understand the the means to. However, they've got to understand that Fortnite has already figured out an equation that they're not going to have access to, um, and it's free too. So it's like yeah, people. You can't do that with Call of Duty and be successful because we've already seen things in the past where they're like, oh, yeah, you could totally buy this. Yeah, or I could just go play Fortnite because, yeah, sure, a small amount of the population has those rare cosmetic items from the campaign mode in PvE. Who's going to pay $65 for a PvE with four players when you can get a free version of the game with that's multiplayer with up to 100? Yes. Yeah, so... Call of Duty, I feel like, is about to get, for the second time in their existence, the biggest reality check. The first one, Splatoon beat them for first-person security. That was wonderful. (laughs) Yes, Splatoon. And, like, we're not even touching Nintendo stuff. We're just talking about shooters right now, which is funny because, like, did you see Battlefield 5's new uh, trailer? That looks pretty good. It really does. I have not seen it yet uh, because for shooters, mainly if my time was put to... uh, it was at Fortnite, and now it's at some Splatoon again. However, I have no doubt, because battle if I had to choose between Call of Duty and Battlefield, I like the thought of being able to blow up the side of the building where the sniper is camping. That's just me, though. Mm-hmm. I don't like the thought of a newspaper being able to block a sniper bullet. We need some realistics here. You know, a reality check, that newspaper is not Iron Man's suit of armor. The sniper bullet should go peekaboo <laughs> straight through it. <laughs> Come on. That's why I don't... Like, Call of Duty for me just doesn't... It, it, it just... It's a run-and-gun game. That's what it feels like. Battlefield. Tactical. Realistic. The tank hits the side of a building. It's gone. You know? Yeah. And like you were saying, like, you've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Like, I've seen this game play a lot. I can see why it appeals to younger generations, of course. Or even your gener- our generation. What... I guess because it might be it's free and it's only and it's for both systems. You think that's the reason why PUBG is not still around? I mean, it's still around, but it's not 
as successful as it should be. PUBG is not as successful as it should be. Granted, yes, it's only on Xbox right now and PC. However, it's not as whimsical. There's things in Fortnite like PUBG is serious and the graphics are great. However, I don't... The, the map is large, hence the vehicles. Again, though, it's like... I don't want to deal with having to find fuel. It's not a survival game. It's a battle royale. I don't want to have to deal with vehicles. That takes away any essence of stealth, because when I play, I'm stealthy. I've learned a very painful lesson, and that's that if you're not about like Ninja, you're about to get your ass handed to. Yes. Because, I mean, I, I watched a video where that guy 1v8 a team. 1v8? He 1v8. Like, there was eight people coming at him. First wave of four, and then a second wave of four. And he took them all down. All of them. And I'm just like, Jesus. That's what it meant. That that's what youth can give you in a first person shooter is that hand eye coordination. Uh, yeah, just Fortnite, the cosmetic things. I mean, I've spent some money on Fortnite. You know, you have a goal to work towards. Actually, you have a hundred tiers worth of goals, dailies and weekly goals. Like it gives you challenges and stuff to go do that you get rewarded for. Mm. So there's always something to do. So it gives you an objective or multiple objectives. You can buy a battle pass that'll essentially pay for itself at the end, and then they always give you these cool new quirky items in a shop that updates. And that's something that at this point, honestly, if another battle royale game doesn't have it to the same level that Fortnite has set the bar, they're just not going to succeed. You just don't think so? No. I knew people that were playing PUBG in the beginning, and now they're all playing Fortnite. I think everyone's like made that switch over from... PUBG to Fortnite. It's just a sense in the air. Now, do you feel like, I don't know, you feel like, besides God of War, Monster Hunter, you feel like this first half of the year has been really, really quiet? <laughs> we've had very little. Uh, Bayonetta 2 came out, which is good. So we've had some Switch titles. And then again, we don't really see a whole lot of games. Uh, what is it? B? Uh, is it? Too Human or Be Human Detroit? Detroit Become Human. Yeah. It's in review right now for 8-Wood Gaming. That game I feel like is going to do good. Uh, There's just, when we get to the spring and the summer, there's not a whole lot of games coming out because we see more people outdoors. And that's, again, that is the gaming company capitalizing on the weather of the fall and the winter. Yeah. (laughs) So they know, hey, I I need a reason, you know, I need a convenient reason to put out a game knowing that these people are going to be trapped indoors. Let's roll with it roll with it so yeah it's it's just the same drought like it has been most of the years there's a drought during the i mean we'll have some great indie titles heck celeste hit this year however that was back at the beginning of the year though still we've got we've got some good titles coming along the way uh splatoon gets its octopass expansion here soon yeah i I can't wait i had to go back i am going wait go ahead and say that right now because um I don't remember my girlfriend, Caitlin. She just played her first actual, what we like to call, big girl game. She played until dawn. So, like, we're right in the mix, too. Like, I wanted her to play it to get the feel of Detroit. If you play something like that or Beyond Two Souls or Heavy Rain, you should be ready to play Detroit. And, like, she's like, this is really stressful. <laughs> Did you feel you feel those when it comes to those David Cage kind of games? Like, yeah, they can be stressful because it's based off your choice. That's why they have so much replayability, though. It, it tests your morality. I feel like in some senses. Yeah, 
But those kind of games, because you're just like, oh, wow, I did that. Try and keep your morality in check while playing that game or a game like it. Good luck. Now, do you think those games, any of them, because like we had this conversation last night, do you feel like any of those games deserve to be 60 bucks? I don't know too many games that I would ever say are worth being 60 bucks. You know when it comes to worth being 60 bucks. We can say The Witcher. We can say Zelda. We can say GTA. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. 60. Well, Smash Brothers, in my opinion, if they're going to do to us this time what they did last time, then I would be on the team. I would be on the side that says, please bring the price down because I get it. You, They had extra characters. However, it's up for debate off if the characters were just needing an unlock or not. And that's in the past, the dark ages of DLC where it's on the cartridge or on the disc and we had to pay to unlock it with the code. If everything is not there at uh, at the gate to be purchased, then I feel like the price should come down a little bit. A little so bit. don't make it 65 after tax, roughly. Make it 54, maybe 49, something like that. Bring it down. I mean, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle comes out here soon. Oh, God, that looks fun to play. <laughs> the thing about it is, though, half of your character roster you have to pay for. Isn't that like Dead or Alive, like on the PlayStation 4? And uh, Killer Instinct as well. Oh, my God. I feel like that's the direction fighting games are going, where they're going to give you seasons, where season passes, and you're going to get access to a set of core characters right from the beginning, and if you want anybody else, then you have to pay for them. And with Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, it's harsh to say, but you'd be foolish not to get that game if you're actually going to play it right at launch. So if you're going to play it, you're a fan of the series, or you're a fan of fighting games, and you see that you're going to invest equal time into it to get good at it, then you might as well get it from that first week because they're going to give you three or four characters for free right then and there. Mm-hmm. And they've already said that Blake Belladonna and uh, Yang Xiaolong from Ruby will also be free. So you might as well just get them while they're free, with the exception of the latter two being permanently free, so you don't have to pay for everything. Okay. So with that being said, fighting games are going towards a route of seasonal passes i've seen it because like we just got another expansion of street fighter do you think movie games that are based off like i was just saying should be worth that price tag or should it come down yes like video game well video games based off of movies yes yes with the exception of the one everybody's being hyped up for which is spider-man because and in, unless we're talking about movie games as in a cinematic game where you play through it like Beyond Two Souls. And That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, those okay, kind of so games. Yeah, okay, so cinematic thriller. Those games, unless they're very extensive, which most of them aren't, in terms of the length of the game, I feel like, mm-hmm. bring it down to about 40. Yeah. Because what you're looking at, like, you want to talk about a really great game that fits into that. What was it? The Wolf Among Us? Wolf Among Us. Phenomenal. It's a Telltale Games game, you know. But it's of the same vein. You make choices. You don't have too much. You've got some quick time events, but you're making choices to situations that change the outcome of the game. Yeah. And in some of them, you could possibly end up being killed. Well, isn't, that the, isn't that the same problem with the Lost Legacy of Uncharted? Is yeah. that the fact that it was 40? Like, I guess it's 40 bucks, but it's just like, is this really 40 bucks, though? Was this really worth 40 bucks? Why don't you just give me the DLC? Right. You just called it DLC. 
That's that, that's actually an argument in terms of the vein of the Lost Legacy that was made earlier on, la- no, late last year when the Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon expansions came out. Mm-hmm. A former pro, well, yeah, a former world player, like a former world champion who's playing the TCG right now for Pokemon, he made the post, why didn't you just make this update $20? Yeah. Because essentially you have to put in 20 or 30 hours to beat a game again. And then you got to farm out everything again when you could have just tacked this on to the end. You know, and instead of paying $45, $46 for it, you could just pay 20 and call it a day. Mm-hmm. So, with you say you've seen spoiler alert for everybody because we like you all, we all had enough time to play it. Reviews are up. Uh, what are your thoughts on God of War? From what I've played so far, I need a vacation week. You need a vacation week. <laughs> I've got to sit down and finish it. I mean, I'm almost, I'm like 99% spoiler proof. My only weakness was uh, Halo 4. Aside from that, I know how the game ends to an extent, and I still play it. I still enjoy it. It is wonderful. I did not like old Kratos too much. Uh, the, the whole anger and revenge, I get it. Like... One of my favorite God of Wars was actually Ascension, which a lot of people are like, no, 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 I understand why he was pissed off. However, you're making this guy pissed off for three games, and I can get you're dragging the story out where you can make it into two. Yeah. That's how I feel, because the last game was just boss battles. And I'm not going to say it's bad. I mean, it's obviously been remade, what, twice now? Yeah, it's on the PS4 now. So, it's a great game. It's a great series. However, this is more of a retelling. He's not on a vengeance this, I feel like, pulls from the same humanity that you see in the God of War Ascension, where he's got a son, and he's trying to do right, and he's just trying to live a life and, you know, pursue the wishes of his dead wife. Mm-hmm. And you don't see that in the other games, and I, I, I love it. It's human quality right there. Yeah, well, uh, there's an article on IGN that was talking about how it actually made them a better father. So, like, to hear... Something like that was, like, really something that I had to play and witness, like, for myself. I'm not even a father, but, like, I consider myself kind of a role model towards my uh, girlfriend's nieces and nephews. So, it's just, like, to get that mindset. Like, how do you actually take on that persona? Or how do you help yourself become a better person in that sense? And it's just, like, wow, after I beat it, I was just, like, yeah, <laughs> like I feel better as a as a person to play that game. Like it's always about the experience in video games is what we look for. Like we talk about Fortnite and stuff, and those games are fun, but it's just like we need growth as gamers. <laughs> Fortnite is a game where you can log in, you could just kick back, <laughs> you could be drunk and play that game and still have a wonderful time. Now, if we're talking a game where you want an enjoyment, you need something with story. Yes, and like that's what I was trying to tell. He won't be mentioned. Uh, and, like, for those who listen on point, beyond this point and further, there will be a special segment where I actually talk to my, my Caitlin's nieces and nephew. And, like, their names will not be mentioned, of course. And, like, you can just hear about their overall experience with the game, uh, A Way Out. <laughs> have you played that one? A Way Out? No, I have not. Really interesting game. Manoa? Because you know they say you need two players to play the game? You really need two players to play that game. Like, like you could be, if you're in a cutscene, mm-hmm. you cannot do anything else until you're, the other person does what they're supposed to do on their side. So, like, 
it's like, yeah, you definitely need someone that you can trust to play it, or so you're gonna get somebody in there that's gonna start messing with your game. Yeah, no, no, no. Just saying is though, you had to. No, like you can play a couch mode or local. But well, I'm just saying you can get somebody in there with you that's gonna troll you in the entire. Game. Yeah, like oh, do you want to go here? No. Spoiler alert! I would totally be that person. <laughs> no, but what I ended up doing in that uh, game, like I having a little challenges between like for them to do like to like grass up to the next one to make them better and like see where I'm trying to get towards. What I made them do is that the oldest one, her niece, has never played a video game before. They're about a year apart. So, she's the oldest. She doesn't really play video games. Of course, she's into her boyfriend, doing normal band school stuff. And, like, of course, he likes video games. So, I said, hey, I want you two to play this game together. And the reason why I'm doing this is not because it's out of meanness or... Ill will, of course, because I'll never push that upon you, but you guys are getting to that age where you might not hang out all the time because, like, oh, well, I got to do this, or, oh, I got to do that, and I just want you guys to have each other's back still. I don't know you well because I'm still new to your life. Play this and check it out. They beat the whole game. <laughs> and you get what I'm saying? Like, those kind of things is what you want to see growth in like it's not about the video game at the end of the day you make it like you might see it but what's your bond about at the end of it you know like i feel like if we were to play a game together let's say what's a game that we would play together smash brothers smash brothers well yeah smash brothers i feel like if you were to play with one um every character Smash Brothers and I would, and we keep playing together. We can't like call each other up anytime and go, Hey, do you want to play? Or, Hey, do you want to go grab something to eat? Then go play. It's not just about playing Smash Brothers, it's about hanging out and growth, as in, you know, as being friends. Do you feel that same way? Yeah, because when you play games around people and you give them a chance, you're giving them a chance to have an influence on your life. And eventually, you, you you have that comfortability of you want to spend more time around that person just for the sense that, you know, you're like, hey, this is awesome. Let's <laughs> yeah. keep this going. Because that's how you build friendships, essentially, is by spending time with people. It's it's crucial. Mm-hmm. But, like, but the problem is, is, like, she knows. I call her Big Sis. Uh, she has, like, how do you find that fine balance in between video games and life? I know, like... There's a sense of escapism in video games. There's just anything we do. We watch a movie, read a book, or we play a video game. You're seriously just still looking at your 3DS having this conversation. And there's nothing wrong with it because I know you're still listening to every word I say right now. So, with that being said is, how do you break that barrier for her to appreciate video games the way that we appreciate it? They just have to experience a video game that changes their life a little bit. Something that makes them want to experience more of what video games have to offer. What what game would you recommend then? I think that's a person-by-person case. Like, with every series, with every genre, rather, we have breakthrough games. Some of us played games in the past, so it really tailors to what genre they would want to try the most. 
and you can narrow it down to two or three. In a situation like that, I would be more inclined to just say, hey, here's a list of several types of games. Which of these sound more appealing to you? Maybe they like shooters. Maybe they want to try an RPG. Maybe they want to try a survival game or a horror game. And then you could break it down from there. Okay, what type of RPG? What type of horror game? You know, yeah. Because we go different routes. Because nowadays Resident Evil is nowhere near survival. As it used to be. But then you have games like, what is it? Um, uh, man. Far Cry? No, Maybe. not Far Cry. Survival horror being... Uh, State of Decay? Not State of Decay. It has two games out so far. Psychological horror survival game. Prey? Nope. Left for ah, Dead? No. Ah, it's gonna <laughs> fuck me. Oh, what is that game? State of Decay survival. Uh, I've got it on my PlayStation 4 account. No Horizon. Killer Instinct? No, Killer Instinct is a fighting game. No, wait. Instinct. What was I thinking? Um. Fighting game. As we look it up... <laughs> I'm going to look up the survival horror game. I said fighting game. Survival horror game. Yeah, it just bugs me that I don't remember the name of this game. But, I mean, there are tens of thousands of games at this, this point. Is it 2016 or when it came out? 2017. 2017? The second one came out in 2017. Uh, Ghost Island? Nope. Horrors. I don't know. Outlast. Nope. Evil Within 2. Yep. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the same as Bethesda. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> Bethesda is everywhere. <laughs> Why did you just say Bethesda? I like, think of Bethesda. <laughs> Evil Within is a good... Yeah, but so break it down in that sense. But I'm surprised you wouldn't just say off the bat, like the way you talk about it on the show is the world ends with you. That one I don't consider horror as much. Even but but I, still, though, I will give I will give it the horror props. I just don't consider it as much of a horror game as I would some of the others. I'm not even talking about like in horror sense. I'm talking about like a game you would recommend. Oh right yeah, that, that, that's a, that's a survival <laughs> game. Like I I'm not a hundred like I'll I'll be fair. I'm not like one of the people that's always going to push that game, so to say. But I will give it its props where its props are due. That it's a game that should be played because it's a good series. And the opening of that actually made me cry. And if it doesn't make a person cry, then I'm going to have to question some things because that was just brutal. <laughs> that was... Um, it was just completely brutal that you had to, like, oh, God, what the hell did I just play? What am I playing? Yeah, that, that, that hurt. That game, <laughs> that game hurt in a deep way because you start the game, and it's, it, we could call it a spoiler, but people should have played this by now. His daughter dies. Nikus? Huh? Niku? We're talking about Evil Within? No, we're talking about when we went panned over to The Last of Us. Oh, The Last of Us? My bad. I, thought, you, I didn't even hear you say that. Yeah, The Last I of Us. I thought you said The World Ends With You. I don't no, know. no. I was like, wait, what? Yes, well, yes. He def- she definitely does die. Yeah, uh, The World Ends With You is a good game. Uh, if you're going to play on Switch or DS or 3DS... I'm always talking about that game. We don't have a street date for it yet. E3 is going to provide us with that, I feel like. Oh, gosh. And uh, you know what's coming around the corner, too? Kingdom Hearts, that release date comes out. And, like. I want to. So. I had all the Kingdom Hearts games like a month ago. And then I realized, how am I ever going to make time? I don't have them at the moment. I'm just like, how am I going to make time to play nine games? 
I'm actually thinking about like doing that, like because uh, as we have growth and like the niece and nephew, to like actually play more video games. Like Kingdom Hearts is on the list, but I was like, wait, how am I gonna like Kingdom Hearts three is around the corner. I want them to have that experience. So we're just gonna watch the theater mode. <laughs> you gotta watch theater mode of two of them, and then you've gotta play the others, or at least one and two, for the experience. There's a lot of fans that uh, hopefully they listen right now because this is probably going to be crucial. I'm feeling bad for anybody who's not going to pay attention to this. So I've been predicting there's going to be a collector's edition of this game. However, I'm going to tell you all now, you're only going to have an hour to pre-order it. One hour. It's gonna, If you haven't noticed, with AAA title collector's editions, they're gone. Like, they show up, they go. You don't get to sit around all day and wait. Download your GameStop app, download whatever you need to download to be able to pre-order, and then when they put it up, hit the button. Breath of the Wild was in the system for 15 minutes. Oh! And I'm just like, oh no! It's like, I want that sword. I want that sword statue. Why? And it's gone. You're like, I hate you, eBay. 120 to 200 dollars for that statue. I like, know. So yeah. I feel like there's going to be a really good collector's edition, and we're all, we're going to see it for up to an hour, and then it's going to be poof. Like, Soleya uh, Vastera, the amiibo that got away. Yes, <laughs> I know. But like I said, I, co- I actually uh, pre-ordered my Spider-Man collector's edition. I'm like, I need the collector's edition of this, please. Yo, girl that works here at GameSide, could you please just uh, put that down there, please? Yeah. Just go ahead and do it. <laughs> just uh, do that. She's like, oh, yeah, here you go. Thanks, man. See it? <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah, just go. Just go ahead and put that down right there. Yeah. And like, I know you're a fan of digital copies. Oh, yeah. I'm always playing digital. I got to tell you what happened over the freaking weekend. Oh, my gosh. Are you ready? Go for it. Went to Best Buy. Pre-ordered. Detroit, become human. Where should, where should I get my code? You should get your code immediately as the game launched. Personal opinion. At the latest, 10 o'clock the next morning. When the store opened, something like that. Well, I didn't get into Sunday. Wanna know why? Why? Because they said that they didn't have an actual master code to actually get it. Because the publisher didn't want to put it out yet. Okay, you told me I had till six o'clock to get it. No, we couldn't get it. Like we couldn't get it from the publisher. The publisher was taking forever. Okay. Called back Sunday, said, Hey, I'm not hanging up until I get my code. I'm sorry. This is bad. This is bad business. Give me my code, please. And like everybody's like, dang, you're really going off about this. I'm like, yeah, I paid for it. Like I paid for this. You better be coughing it up. Like for real. Like this is like. And then they gave me a code, but they gave me like a theme and the soundtrack to it. I was like, no. And I called him back and said, no. I need the actual game. Like they said, we'll call you back in five ten minutes. You're gonna call me back in five ten minutes. Yeah, we're going to call you back in five, ten minutes. Okay. Ten minutes go by. One minute later, I get the activation code. I'm like, all right, put it in. And, like, they call me. I'm like, before I actually put the activation code in, I had them call me. They called me back. I said, all right, can you read it out? Because I'm on a PlayStation right now. And, like, I had to make sure that, that the same code that was there is the same one that he was saying. I'm like, okay, we're good. Can I get my money back, though? <laughs> you got to lie to me. You can't have this. 
No, because it was really making me upset because, like, everybody else was playing the game, and I'm like, I have this game, but I can't play it yet. You bought it, and they just... That's, that's the thing, like... The retail outlets, I can see going out of business within a couple of years. And it's, it's mean to say, but people that work there don't get too comfortable with your jobs because the developers of the games are actually the three main companies. You have Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo. They're about tired of having their games sent somewhere else. Yeah. Granted, GameStop does business with them, and they're about the only retailer I see that they're going to keep. However, places like Walmart and Best Buy and stuff, I can see them doing away with their business. I can see a day where video games are not sold in the Best Buy or a Walmart. They are actually going away from the Gamers Club next year. Confirmed. Yeah, because... And I'm part of the Gamers Club, so it's like, oh, crap. Yeah, I can see them saying, sayonara, we don't want to do business with you all anymore. Because, you know, there's just... They make more money. All right, GameStop is able to resell used games and make money off of that. Mm-hmm. The game companies make money off of their digital games now. That's why you're always going to see better sales. Nintendo's entire new lineup for how they model their games. It's better to buy them digitally from them unless it's a physical collector's edition. Yeah. Valkyria Chronicles 4. I've been looking at that collector's edition. I've never played but the first three hours of the very first game. Mm -hmm. And that has me wanting to buy a collector's edition. And if not, I would just rather pay for it off the site to get the coins that you can save up and build up towards... Buying another game. Yeah, because, like, I'm actually, you know, like, I have my Switch right there, and, like, Xenoblade's in it right now. I'm wonderful actually... game. Huh? Yes, wonderful <laughs> game. Yeah, like I said, like, it's the first time in the, uh, it's actually been in this room, like, the, my Nintendo Switch has been at my girlfriend's house because she's been playing a lot of Mario Kart until we put her on her big girl game. But anyways, uh, I'm actually thinking about selling it. Your like, Switch? No, 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 not the Switch, you silly goose. They're just Xenoblade. I'm thinking about actually just trading it in because I'm like, I'd rather have this digitally so I can just get to it whenever I want compared to having to keep putting it in and out. You can take it any way you want. But (laughs) just taking it out of the Switch. And uh, I think the only game I want to have in it is just my Zelda. Everything else is just digital. Like, he, like how we've talked about several times, it's just the way it should be. Just Zelda in, everything else. Digital. Or do you not agree with that anymore? <laughs> There's a lot of games I would rather have digital. Uh, I would rather be that person that has all of my Pokemon games digital. That's why I'm on the fence about buying the DS games, because I see them coming up. Not in remakes. I think the original generations outside of uh, Gen 3 will be left as is. Because we're expecting something big for Pokemon in the upcoming future. I don't see it coming in 2018, though. Sorry for dream-crushing and ball-stomping fans. Yes, we'll get uh, But the thing is, though, like how we were talking about earlier, why do you want those 10 copies? Just, to, like, you were talking about email. Like, we're talking over, like, earlier today that you wanted those games? For- I wanted those to go back and be able to take all of the Pokemon and then just move them up. Oh, just to be, be able to... Beat them, collect all the legendaries, move them up. Even though, on my 3DS, it's literally loaded from X all the way up to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, and that's every single game in each year's duality, along with all six of the virtual console classes. Okay, so, with that being said, you said self-religious. Why is that? 
self-religious as in like the inner reflection of yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it's more so you can do you really really want to go into buying these when and technically I already have all these Pokemon I have one living dex if I wanted to give me a year and I could probably make a second versus there's the want versus the need kind of dilemma when you sit down do you really need these or do you really want these I think I've had that same dilemma when I started that I wanted to do the lot Pokédex. And, like, I knew that as you have the legendaries and mythicals and ones you're putting on the mind right now, it's just like... Sir, you need a Pokédex. Oh, start the game. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, start the game. Like, that game hasn't been played yet, so... <laughs> this game. Here comes an hour tutorial. You don't really need to go through the hour tutorial, though. No, I just, I know from, there was a thing last year, yeah, last year, where uh, you could get the special hat Pikachus, but you could only use the code once yeah. at a certain time frame to get each hat. So I was that person who sat there and went through and restarted the game every week just to be able to restart the game to get a special Pikachu wearing a special hat. To move it up to the Poké Bank to the next week, restart the game again. Oh, you! you but I went. Gotta get them all. Gotta get them all. Gotta get them all. Every hat, Pikachu. Like, <laughs> I, I think I think it would start a war if somebody were to take my 3ds. It would not be the most pleasant of endings for them. I mean, like he says, you know, I'm about to be moving soon. So, like, this is actually the last podcast in this room, but um. Yeah, I have my all my stuff at my girlfriend's house. Wait, yeah, just PlayStation, hook it up. We'll play it. Just, just leave it there. I'm just, I trust you. <laughs> Don't delete my saves. All of your saves are gone. <laughs> nah, she wouldn't do that. As she's becoming more of a gamer too. Just like you said, like you gotta find that one game to get someone hooked. But she thinks that the road to the wolves because that her first game wasn't until dawn. <laughs> Rowing to the wolves. No. Here, go play Battletoads or Extreme Ghosts and Goblins. Something. Go play The Witcher. Okay, <laughs> uh, let me set you up on The Witcher. What's that difficulty? Oh, uh, no, it's just uh, Death March. It's it's not that hard. <laughs> no, 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 it is hard. It is hard. Just play Death March. You'll be fine. Or, <laughs> oh, no, you want to play hard? Play this game, little game called Breath of the Wild. <laughs> On master difficulty. Oh God! Did you actually uh, were you able to uh, beat uh, what's it called the uh, Ballad Champions? No, I haven't finished working on it. I got through all those shrines though, but I've been working on uh, the second part because I, I thought at first, oh yeah, this this is gonna be pretty painless. You know, I got through all four of those first shrines, and then you go to each of the beasts, and there's three challenges per each. It seems like, and I'm like, wow, they put a lot of effort into pissing me off. That, like, it was amazing. It's amazing, though, isn't it? Yeah, like, I, I went straight to Urbosa's first. I went all the way out to the desert. You went to the desert first. Wow. And uh, the King Waldoga. <laughs> like I said, like, I guess the next thing for me to do is the Master Trials. And I'm just like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it right now. <laughs> you got to go through the Trial of the Sword to get your Master Sword. But then even then... Technically, you've only played half the game because they got the master mode. Yeah. 
and everything's so different. It's like, guys, I need another week off. Are you going to pay for this? Yeah, I think. Nintendo employ me. Yeah, well, like I said, we're not even talked about E3 yet, but like, what? So, are you in, so you're pretty much saying that you're impressed with God of War so far? God of War, God of War is an impressive game. Um, I'm more not, impressive than Monster Hunter, right? I liked God of War more than Monster Hunter because Monster Hunter World, for me, it's a great game. It just doesn't feel like the Monster Hunter that... Uh, You've gr- known to grow up with and play. Yeah, because there's... there's there's The Monster Hunter Double Cross is coming out. Well, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate comes out in August, on the 28th, I believe. And fans of World that have never touched a Monster Hunter game can get the real experience. And I'm going to say real experience... Because a lot of what you have in Monster Hunter World is way too quality of life easy. You don't get to go out and just pick up a berry and it turns into ammunition. No, they made that simple. Because they're like, this is kind of tedious. And that's how Monster Hunter used to be. Where you have to have two items to make that bullet. And you don't get it automatically. You don't go pick up an herb and it converts into a potion. You've got to go get an herb and a blue mushroom to make a potion. It was crazy about you said Monster Hunter, like... You would think that they would have a monster come out each month or something like that, but they're not doing it. They can't afford to because the talent has to rebuild every monster model that they're going to put in, and they've already kind of hinted at not every monster is... Like, Monster Hunter World is not going to be everlasting. It's either going to get a second game or they're going to stop at some point. But your second game is not going to come out until the PS5, technically, probably. Uh... PS5 is not as close, I feel like, as people want it to be. Um, We've got three years minimum before we actually see something. And with that, we'll shift into our E3 conversation. We'll start off with Sony. Um, They said no new hardware would be announced in this. However, the the president of Sony has come out and said that the PlayStation isn't its last cycle. PlayStation 4 isn't its last cycle. How do you feel about that? Last cycle is in last year. Last phase. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that because they've, in a way, they're being modest, but they're also arrogant because they're like, our console's great. We don't have to do any upgrades. No, technically, the Xbox One X beat it. The only reason why the One X doesn't beat it outright is because there's a hefty price difference. There's a hefty price difference, and there's no games to back it up with until this summer, which I feel like way the platform where the industry's going right now feels like xbox has something planned up their sleeve this e3 they've got to Mm -hmm. they've got to have some they've there's got to be something that they're up to i mean going back and doubling the download size of all of your games put them in 4k that's that's cool um i'd probably only do that for the witcher maybe the halo games and that's probably the big ace that they're about to drop because 343 is owned by Microsoft. Yeah. When the divorce happened between Bungie and Microsoft over Halo, you know, Microsoft bought out for millions of dollars. They took Halo from Bungie. So they took the, they took the child and won the custody battle. And what happens now is I feel like we've had enough time and they're going back and working on the Master Chief collection. Because that was announced this year that they've actually got a dedicated team doing maintenance and stuff on the servers and on the game to make it sustainable. They've got five pieces on that board. In order to make the Xbox One X sell better, they need a flagship title. Like, how did the Switch sell? 
because it had Breath of the Wild right out the gate. And they put Amiibo support and they just pushed it and it flew. Well, to get the 1X up and off the ground, you need something more than what you have. And I feel like we're going to get something big like Halo 6. Do you feel like that's going to come out this year? Or do you think that gets announced? Or Microsoft is really good for having more assets and money than all the other game companies. So they have a studio. Like It's not like Monster Hunter where you have a smaller studio from Capcom. Because Capcom is essentially multiple games going through. Bungie's 343 is essentially what? Just Halo. So they have one entire studio working on this game. The last time I think we saw a Halo come out was what, 2015? Yeah, 2015, yes. Halo 5. Yeah, roughly. They've had more than enough time, more than enough income, and they've probably got more talent brought into the studio. So yeah, if they said, hey guys, we're dropping Halo 6 on you all, we'd see it this coming. You would see it, no doubt. You would see it drop in the fall to winter season quarter three and quarter four beginning and it would be there for holiday season and on top of that you would see the regular you'd see an intermediate edition for 20 to 30 dollars more a physical collector's edition and this is where they would sell their 1x they would push in a master chief or halo 6 1x console edition and they would sell it at those four price points because if you go back since halo 3 and you start watching their trends that's how they market their halo game you get three different editions and a console, and they always sell because it's Halo. Halo doesn't have to be like Call of Duty and Battlefield. They come out every single year. At a certain point, even Assassin's Creed was doing that. And you just, it's like, yeah, these are great games. Just just stop. Yeah. Your studios are good. Your talent's there. However, your games are exhausting because you're dividing your fan base. Yeah, going back from Modern Warfare one back to other, like, like, like oh, yeah, and you never really get like, you get if you're if you're gonna pick a side, which that creates a war, of here's the what some people call the mainline, which is like World at War, Black Ops, Black Ops Two versus Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, and all it, it's incarnations. You've got two years in between your entry, or you have to be the person in the middle ground bouncing back and forth, and you get one year to play a game that has the lifespan for two. Mm-hmm. Because essentially, even if you don't play the campaign, you've got a game with a prestige system that's set up for a two-year lifespan. And that's what Halo doesn't have that it's successful with. It just has a dedicated fan base, a couch co-op, hopefully again, because that was a complaint that it didn't have. One of the two main complaints about the campaign, rather. So hopefully they bring back Couch Co-op and they bring back Master Chief being the main focal point of the story, which I feel like they will. So you have a campaign worth playing and a multiplayer that you don't have to divide your time up because if you're a fan of the game, you're just going to play it. Mm-hmm. And they took in a lot of feedback from fans and pro players to fix the multiplayer. So I feel like that's what they've been working on. Because if they wanted to, they could have probably pushed that last year. Do So what you were saying is that if you're an Xbox fan... Microsoft, man, like, this is going to be big, <laughs> big e for you. Because, like, I'm about to go through a list of it. Ubisoft or is it Ubisoft? I always get it confused. Ubisoft or Ubisoft? Ubisoft. Ubisoft. Um, games that we're looking forward to, that they've already confirmed that will be there. Now, do you think they'll be on these, on the micro? Like, we're going to do that game, this game. What stage do you think this will be on? The Division 2. Is it going to be on Sony's, or is it going to be, is it, you think it's going to be played on the PlayStation or Xbox? 
Division. Division two. Talking Fantasy is the division. Xbox, because it has the stronger network. Okay. Beyond Good and Evil 2. Wasn't that an Xbox exclusive to begin with? Isn't it an Xbox exclusive? Beyond Good and Evil was originally an Xbox only game. Okay. Okay. Speaking of which, I have high hopes for that freaking game. Never played the first one, but it looks so cool. The first one I never played. I know a couple people that have, and they loved it. And the sequel, from what I understand, is not story-driven. It's open-world narrative. So that makes me... When you say the words like that, in that conjuncture, it makes me think more of Mass Effect 1 and 2, which is good. Both of those games are good. Mass Effect 3 was garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Uh, gosh. You're one of them. Oh, dude, I hated it because... You're one of them. I put so much time into Mass Effect 1. You romanced the character that you wanted. For me, it was Liara. Then you move into the second game. You wait. You don't pick anybody. The DLC drops. You romance Liara. You keep going. You're like, I can make my own ending. No, you can't. At the end? No. Yeah, yeah. That, I know you're one so of But I know they try to fix it at the end, though, for you guys, which you didn't go, but you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I was like, <laughs> take it back. <laughs> Refund. You really did? Like, no. I, uh, I, I applauded the person who sent in like 500 cupcakes or six, I think it was 600 cupcakes, and they were red, blue, and green. And they had a note saying that this is what it felt like to play through Mass Effect 3. Here's your options. <laughs> oh, Bioware was like, sorry, we can't accept any uh, gifts of charity. So they donated to a local food shelter or something like that or homeless shelter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh. that might have been poison or something. <laughs> well, they're just like, no, we're not going to take this shit. So we're just going to be the good guys. It's like, well, you're still the bad guys for ruining the perfectly good game. And what if those people got ended up poisoned? It looks bad in your studio. <laughs> Just playing. I'm gonna use it though. Um, for honor. I don't know if that game's getting a sequel, is it? No, it's more DLC. The game is too old. It shouldn't begin DLC still. We'll talk about that here in a second. For well, for honor is a good game. It's a melee combat game with multiplayer. I just. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, are you putting out a whole new group? Because yeah. you had three. So you need yeah, four now. So. so they're putting it to four? They already have four. So, so I guess they're going to put it to five in the new update? Probably. Just, there's only so much you can do with a game before you have to reinvent it. And I mean, that goes to like Titanfall, Titanfall 2, stuff like that. However, you can either reinvent it or just do an upgrade which is like Street Fighter. Street Fighter, you know, the, the advantage fighting games have is they put them out, okay, here's one whole year. By the end of the year, you have a season pass worth of extra characters. They've rebalanced the game. They make plans to create another edition of the game. You put it out there. You can buy into it, which is essentially another season pass worth of $20. You get all the, the bug fixes and all the game balances and a whole bunch of new characters. So if you want to do something like that for a game like For Honor feel like you should say, hey, 20 bucks, we're rebalancing the game, here's new stuff, because that, that works both ways. You, you give something to the fans, you put money into the pockets of the developers for them to keep making content. I just don't know how I would feel about a game. Like It doesn't feel like it has as much to offer as some of the other games. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Skull and Bones? 
Don't know anything about it, honestly. Skull and Bones is... is yeah. Whoa, is the first one you don't know about? It's pretty much like... Remember Assassin's Creed 3 yeah. and Black Flag? Yeah. Just that. Just a ship. Everybody. Shipping pirate game. Everybody's getting up on this pirate. <laughs> <laughs> how, do you feel, how do you feel about Sea of Thieves? Give me Fable 4. <laughs> you want Fable 4? <laughs> so, great guys. Um, your tutorial lost me. Did it? Oh, like when you like, hey, we're trying to show it to you on E3. Well, like, no, I was sitting there trying to play it. I'm like, there's so much in this tutorial. All right, I'm turning this off. Like, I'll just... <laughs> with then it's when you have to play with dedicated friends, like people you know that are not going to... Whoa! Sorry. Breaking news. From, from Nintendo. Oh. Core Pokemon RPG coming to Nintendo Switch 2019. Knew it. 2019. It is 2019. People are going to be upset, but there's a wonderfully good reason for it. <laughs> yes. That's how I you off. Like, I just saw that. Like, whoa. I am okay with this. I was predicting that. Let's see. This is a source coming straight in from IGN. It announced nine minutes ago. Coming from Casey DeFreddy's. The Pokemon company announced that the next Pokemon installment of its core Pokemon RPG series is arriving in late 2019 on the Nintendo Switch. Late, though? Yeah. Well, keep, keep going. I was yes. I was like, this core game, which was teased last year at E3, is not to be confused with Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Now, today, I can only tell you of its existence, but it's another game we're pouring all our creativity into, said longtime Pokemon director, producer, and composer Janinchi Masuda, who is directing the title. I hope you look forward to it while you... While also enjoying Pokemon Quest and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee. Their series will also follow in the tradition of Pokemon X and Y and Pokemon Sun and Moon. Masuda had no comment of this core RPG will be compatible with Pokemon Let's Go. For more Pokemon news, make sure to check out everything we know about Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu. And how you can play the just launched Pokemon Quest on the Nintendo Switch. There's a game called Pokemon Quest? Yeah, here's my, here's my Switch real quick and we take a look at it. <laughs> I don't think it's a core RPG though. It just launched though. Well, I mean, like. I could, I, I could take a look at a video of it and give you a general overview of what I think it. It's kind of weird. Pokemon, what's the name of this game? Pokemon Quest for the Switch? I didn't even know there was anything for the Switch. No, I didn't hear about a Switch version of the, uh, the game coming out yet. I knew about Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu, however, I don't think they are like... I don't feel they are going to be the RPGs. Right? Yeah. Because we also have the vein of games like Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, I'm looking at Pokemon Switch. If it just launched, though. Yeah, it just launched, like... Yeah, it's for mobile and Nintendo Switch. This yeah. is on YouTube, like... Gameplay and stuff was just, like, 36 minutes ago. It's a two-minute video. All you listeners, if you can hear it.
Yeah, okay, so that's that's more of a... What is this? That's crazy. Yeah. How do you feel? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Look, 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 look. Listen, coach. We got, we got, we got to talk <laughs> okay, about. Coach. We got to talk about this one because, <laughs> all right, fans. We break this down into three main categories. You have the Pokemon RPGs. In my opinion, they're all good. Just the only thing I ever hated about any of our mainstream, like our main core line of RPGs, and people will hate this, Sinnoh Region's mountain can suck one. I hate that mountain. Yes. Gen 4 was great in the exception that there's a mountain, and I'm tired of traveling through it. Give me something else. All right, so then we move down. We have the second tier worth of games. My personal opinion, it's mainly like Coliseum, Stadium, and Pokemon Snap. Yeah. Then we have the spin-offs. Puzzle League was the beginning of that. Pinball was actually pretty fun. Picross, Troze, that's where this game goes. Pokemon Quest goes down to there. In that same vein of, it's not tier one Pokemon, obviously, and it's not a tier two. And as we speak, it is a free download on your Nintendo Switch. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I will still try it to see... How long I can actually tolerate it. I'm not going to give it... Damn it. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> You're like, wow, okay. Recently released. New. As I download it. <laughs> See, this is this is why I love the Switch over the other consoles. Is There's always... Ah, like, the, the Switch is just fun. I don't have the same ability to say I can have as much fun with the other consoles because I can take the Switch anywhere and... This is honestly an unfortunate surprise. Uh, I'm probably going to be hating that game by the end of the week. Yeah. Ingredients do not evolve Pokemon. That That's just crazy, though. It's like... Inve Pokemon are not made, born, or evolved from ingredients. Definitely not born. It's like when an Eevee asks its parents, which are most likely going to be something like a Vaporeon or an Umbreon or an Espeon, in most cases these days. It's like, hey... He's like, hey, where did I come from? Either one of two answers happens. Well, your mother and I, or I rented a ditto for the evening. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing really coming out this week. I'm just curious to see as we're still talking E3. Uh, how do you feel about Nintendo real announcing the Zelda Hillary Show 2DS? Hillary uh, Shield 2DS? Hylian. Well, what I feel about the DS systems right now, and it's great. A lot of people thought, oh, they're dead. No, they're Support not. through 2019. What are you freaking talking about? That's a minimum, too. I could see them pushing it because what we have essentially is you've got people that are unable to afford a Switch, and they're hesitant about getting in on some of these games. However, at the same time, they're starting to want to 
you know, try out more, or you have newer generation members that want to try a Switch, but their parents are kind of hesitant. And Nintendo even says the best launch platform to get in with Nintendo is on the DS, the 3DS or the 2DS. Jump there first. You can experience so many games. They're putting more and more on sale every week. They're still maintaining it. Yeah. And the $20 a year, which, yeah, if you're going to be a Nintendo fan, you might as well pay it. Yeah, we talked about their online service. How do you feel about that great marketing overall? Especially, like, I feel like if you have friends or if you really are just generous or, like, you have multiple Nintendo Switches, you might as well get the 35 yeah, for the family pack? Yeah, might as well get the 35. Up to, up to eight consoles? What? Now, you do know, <laughs> Nintendo, just like they were with Pokemon, because Game Freak, Nintendo, and TCPI, the Pokemon Company International, hit hackers hardcore, what, a year or two ago, right? Okay. They hit them hardcore and banned them. And Nintendo is not the kind of people, guys, you want to mess around with. <laughs> they are not Microsoft or Bungie or Sony. They don't slap you on the wrist. They have this very fun phrase called your permabanned. What that means is you're out for life. As a re- reviewer, like, was just trying to review some of their stuff, it's hard to do. It's just like, I'm not trying to, like, just let me review. I'm just trying to, like, tell you how much I like your game. I like your game. Let me review it. I'm not doing anything wrong. Yeah, with, <laughs> with Nintendo, they actually had a hacker who was trying to put a homebrew on a Switch, and they flexed their muscles and made a public example out of him. They permabanned him, not just on his Switch, on every Switch. Oh, his account? All of, They took his personal information and permabanned him on any Switch. The only things he can do is install a game that he's he had already purchased before it happened. He can update games. And that's about it. He can he buy new ones? Huh? He buy new ones? He can't access the eShop at all. He can't play on multiplayer. He, he can't, can't, like, go buy a cartridge? No, oh, he can buy a cartridge okay. and put it in and update it, but he can't get on the eShop at all. And download okay. anything. He can't add friends. He can't. No, he can't do multiplayer. They permabanned him for hacking their console. And like we were talking about, like games for like we're still Switch. It runs right for Super Smash. Think about all the games that are coming out for the Switch because it's about to. I feel like either is coming is around the corner, but Nintendo's about to kick it up a little bit. Like even though like I said like it's kind of dry. For a while, but it's about to start kicking because June we get Mario, then July we get Captain Toad and Octopi Traveler. Octopi is gonna be good. <laughs> oh uh, my god, I'm ready for the damn game! All right, Nintendo is about to make you question why you have your other consoles because they're they've been. <laughs> what essentially happened is you have your how how I feel like it's gonna go. You have your exclusives on Xbox and PlayStation, and then you have Nintendo. Every single developer wants to put their games on the Nintendo Switch. I feel like now with SanDisk, there's more money coming in from outside, from other parties, to further increase the production of the research on getting the 64 gigabyte game cards for the Switch. As soon as that breaks, all these other games start flooding in. But my one question to you is, why do we still keep seeing delays Four games that are supposed to be at the Switch already. Dark Souls, Dark Wolfenstein. Souls, Wolfenstein, that one was understandable because the original studio that was porting it dropped it. So they had to get another studio who's actually, I believe, the studio who brought over Doom and maybe even Skyrim. Okay. They are, they picked it up. They asked to take it immediately, and they started running with it. So they had to pick it up, go through all the coding that was there, and they've been working on it. So we'll see that one this year. However, Dark Souls... 
I don't know what happened with that. That honestly pisses me off. Because I was ready. I was ready. Other than being pissed off about Soleil of the Stairs Amiibo going in an, like under an hour, and it was GameStop online only. <sighs> Son, bro, you know what? That's all you get, but it is so cool. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, so uh, there was actually, what was it? A 14-second or so trailer from Bethesda that looked like a Fallout, and it just said, please wait. Or no, please stand by. Yeah. My personal opinion, this E3 fans are about to see Fallout 4 cross over to the Switch. It's got to be something with Fallout. I've seen, uh, when no, I saw it's, that. It, it's Fallout, but it's not going to be Fallout 5. I think they're going to be like... We don't... Do you think we need a Fallout 5, or do you think we need like a 4.5 like at Las Vegas, New Vegas? You'll get a 4.5, or you'll get, you'll get it nothing, is how I feel about it. Because they, you've got the MMO, which is handled by its own team. However, with Bethesda's main two games being Fallout and Elder Scrolls, Elder Scrolls yeah. Fallout had its time, so next comes Elder Scrolls. And then after Elder Scrolls, you wait a little bit and Fallout comes over here. However, I feel like that announcement was because Skyrim came first and it's over on the Switch. Here comes Fallout 4, over on the Switch. And that's what they want. They want their game to be on as many platforms as possible because mm-hmm. that's how you make the most money. Mm-hmm. And if your game is limited to a couch... What better way than to put it on the most portable hybrid unit and let it out there? Now, I don't know if you saw it today, but the Blue Bomber has been confirmed. Me and Mega Man 11 has been confirmed for October 2nd. That, have you seen the Amiibo? There's another Amiibo? I'm I'm looking at it right now. There's a new Mega Man Amiibo? Because they've already got two of them out. I gotta find both of those. I guess that's an amiibo that... Yeah. Wait. Oh, that's a set of collection. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm going to end up getting that because of that amiibo. Because as you know, Harry, <laughs> I'm slowly getting them all. Do you have them all yet? No. 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 Okay. We're talking about we're talking about DLC. Or like how like some games need it or like we're fine with it. You've said it plenty of times, like, like 20 bucks. Cool. Here's all this free stuff as well. How do you feel about Final Fantasy XVI getting more DLC? I haven't actually played through all of Final Fantasy XV. I have the Royal Edition in the Collector's Steelbook Edition. In so, well, in I have the Royal Edition of Final Fantasy XV sitting inside the Collector's Edition Steelbook case right now. Uh, that goes back to Kingdom Hearts. That's a lot of game. And if they're going to be like, hey, we're just going to give you more, okay. The thing is, though... For a game that was that felt like it took forever to come out, then there's more of it. Yeah, they they they, they are all about that base, no stopping, because the game took forever to get, mm-hmm. and it went through a name change too, because it was originally versus thirteen. Yes, it is. And if I'm not mistaken, there was even a skeptical fight scene between Lightning, my girl, and uh, what is his name? Noctis. Noctis. And let's be real here. Lightning would whip Noctis's ass. What? I don't care if you can teleport and summon swords. Lightning is a badass. But I'm Did taking you? Noctis over anybody because of that warping. No. Lightning? She doesn't need warping because she's not immature. <laughs> yeah, she's not immature. No, and she's a very tactical lady who's a badass. Noctis, he has to go through an entire game to grow up. Come on. I know how this game works already. <laughs> you're gonna throw Noctis out there it's gonna be Lil Noct he's coming out there 
his boys ain't going to be there to help him. She's going to whip his ass. You still recommend the game for anybody to play? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, like, my, my, my cult classic favorite is Seven. I can't deny that. That was my, that was my first. However, my favorite is 13 because Lightning be my bae on this. I played that game twice through. Once on the Xbox 360, once on the PS3. I was going for Platinum both times. The thing is, though, you're considering you're talking about that. Not supposed to come out until about 2022, maybe, they said. How do you feel about that? Which one? Uh, remake, Final Fantasy VII. If they're pushing it back because they're getting rid of that Telltale Games-esque, we're going to put this into five-part story chapter thing and making it a full-fledged game, I'm fine with it. Push it back until it's done. Do it right. Give me one game all up front and make it beautiful. Because when I fight Emerald Weapon, I don't have to want to wait months down the road to unlock him or pay you more money. Give me the full game. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, fix the damn glitch on the spaceship. Yeah, there's a glitch where if you put the code in right... Alright, when you're up in space, trying to stop what's going on up there, there's materia in the rocket. And that materia is zero Bahamut. If you put the code in wrong, you don't get the materia. Yeah, that's right. I remember you that. Get, you get three chances. Well, there's a glitch that even if you put it in right, it could happen, and the glitch doesn't give you the materia. Fix that. Oh, wow. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, fix yeah, it. I, I remember that. And also, what about trying to go after getting the Knights of the Realm, though? Knights of the Realm table. But see, God. that's why I want, I want that game done right, <laughs> because everybody needs to suffer that one. Good go God. Get, go get that underwater materia just to fight Emerald Weapon. Have fun fighting Ruby. Yeah. Have fun fighting Ruby. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, go farm out that gold chocobo. Yeah. Go farm that. That gold chocobo is so stupid, man. You got to put on the big gloves here. You got to be a chocobo rancher. Yeah. You got to get that done right. Oh, my God. And it was hard. Like, I remember like, we got the gold chocobo. I was like, <gasps> so we get to go and get the knights of the round table, baby. It's, 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 it's like, it's done. It's done. It's done. And then, then you have to make sure you master out each of the materia. Eventually, you get the master summon materia. Now, are you confident that Kingdom Hearts 3 it will be announced next month? Yeah, it's coming out this year, too. And as I said, there's going to be a collector's edition announced. Now, I'm not sure about how I feel about the story progression because we have all these offshoots of, Final, of Kingdom Hearts games. Almost mm-hmm. Final Fantasy. We have all these offshoots of Kingdom Hearts games, and all they were was it's the company beating a dead horse. In the sense that you're you're creating all this story when all we really wanted was one, two, and three. That's all we ever really wanted. The in-between games, which was uh Chain of Memories, which is now Rechain of Memories. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll accept that because it adds into what became two. In fact, I think it came out before two. It showed Organization 13 gave backstory to some of the characters. However, we didn't necessarily need all the additional backstory that... That added and struggled, like... Now you've essentially got... If you want to have any clue of what's going on, you've got to go through the nine games. And some of them are just like, you're sitting there, watching the movie. Okay, the next one. You're sitting there, you're watching the movie, and each... Each one, there's three. There's 1.5 and 2.5 are now bundled together, and you've got 2.8. Three of those games in there out of the nine are movies. Yeah. And there, some of them can take a couple hours. You just sit there. Actually, I looked at the theater mode for each one. It's like three hours. Yeah, so you're sitting there watching them. 
So you got to watch 358 over two days. You've got to watch Prologue Zero and Recode. Recode. Right. You watch those, you play the others. If you want to get the bad ones, in my opinion, out of the way, you play through Rechain of Memories and you play through Rechain of Memories. The only one I'm saying, like, Burp Sleep is amazing. Burp Sleep is amazing. <laughs> the I was playing through when I had them the chapter for Aqua. That was wonderful. Aqua's cool. Uh, it's only a couple hours, though, right? Yeah, hers, I don't feel like it's too long of a game. It's, it doesn't feel like too long because when you get through the first area, you're already level 50. Yeah, you're already level fifty. Yeah, yeah, you're you're already in Kingdom Hearts games, and well, could be ended at fifty. Yeah. So, it's a give or take kind of situation. I feel like, um, as we said, Birth of Sleep was good. That covers most of what's in the other one. So mainly, the main games to play though to get ready for three are one and two, with just a Wikipedia level degree and understanding of what the other games are about story-wise or just youtube the entire cinematographic yeah. knowledge yeah uh so are you excited for mario tennis that and the demo comes out friday i'm gonna try it i've never played a mario tennis game in the past other than what was on the virtual boy oh you didn't even play actual gamecube no i didn't play the gamecube uh, on the gamecube i was playing strikers you play striker, so you play soccer. I'm okay. playing the soccer game, man. Come on. You play tennis that. or golf? Okay, me and Mario Golf, uh, me and real golf have a have a hate hate relationship. I can't hit the ball. <laughs> so me and Mario Golf. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. radius about that, by the way. Oh, you need a charger? Why'd you say that? Silly goose. Here, yeah, just plug it in over there. Yeah, he's like, my yeah, turn. I'm over here working on the Pokedex. <laughs> yeah, he's over here working on the Pokedex, so he's like, uh. Yeah, this thing's like, oh my god, I'm here. He's like, no! That's what I get for uh, always working on my Pokemon games. You don't ever put the game down, do you? I, I, I put the game down, but I mean, I don't. I'm, I'm normally out somewhere. With the 3DS and with a uh, Switch. One or the other or both. It's just like you always have it constantly with you just in case. Yeah, my, my two favorite things to do are play Nintendo games and collect Amiibo. Because they go hand in hand. And talking about DLC, Amiibo. Amiibo, yeah. Yeah, because there's some Amiibo that came out in the beginning of launch that still have functionality. And I like that. that that's how DLC should be. Let's give the fans an awesome statue. And we're going to keep programming things into it. That yeah. way they could share them with friends. Or you end up with pirates who sell NFC cards because they really hate eBay. And what's funny is that uh, I remember the the Epona ones that you said you got three of. And like, my girlfriend was trying to read it. She was like, I don't know what that says. I don't know what that means. I'm like, oh, he says Epona. Like, it's the horse from Zelda. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. It's okay, but <laughs> I gotta get on my. I gotta take that snapshot still. I'm gonna post it online. Tres opponents. Yeah. I literally have people three opponent in my game. Three. Three. But you're not allowed to have one. But you know. No, no. I will prove that tomorrow. I've I've got a Facebook now. I will post it on my Facebook at some time tomorrow morning for everybody in the world to see. <laughs> Pre-orders are now up also, again, for anyone trying to get a mini NES classic. They go on sale June 29th. I feel like we all need one. 
I've got most of those games other than Star Fox 2 on my 3DS. Mini NES. Mini, oh. Not SNES, NES. And they're supposed to sell throughout the whole year. Uh, let me check and see what games are on there. Let me check for you as well. We talk. It, it, it's going to be like check and see which games and then see which games can be put on the 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> do it. Yeah, because it's like, do I want to pay for this or do I want to put them on my console? Well, let's take a look. Mother 3 or Mother 4. It would be Mother 4. It would be a nice addition to the Switch to hear about. Yeah, Mother. Oh my gosh. What if that does get announced? Like at E3. Mind blown. Mind blown? You know what else I'm hoping they announce? What? Five Zelda games go to the Switch and complete the portable collection, that being Spirit Tracks, Phantom Hourglass, Twilight Princess HD, uh, what is it, Skyward Sword, and Wind Waker HD. If all of those go to the Switch digitally, then you have all of your Zelda classics. You can play Hyrule anywhere at any time from any point in the history. Give me a link for Team World. I don't call it a day. <laughs> on here. Another it's on day. here. That's, that's one of their, that is one of their big marketing points for having a 3DS is because you have access to all of those minus, they might have put it out, but I don't think they did. Fort Swords Adventure Anniversary Edition was for ambassadors only. So that one you would have to move up to the Switch or back to the 3DS. However, all the rest of them are on the 3DS right now. Games that are on the mini NES Classic for your knowledge and everyone else's knowledge who doesn't have one. Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers 3, The Legend of Zelda, Donkey Kong, Mega Man, Pac-Man, Final Fantasy. Whoa. I didn't know about that. Uh, Metroid, Kirby's Adventure, Castlevania, Ninja Gaiden, 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 Super Mario Brothers 2, Dr. Mario, Punch-Out, Balloon Fight, Donkey Kong Jr., Zelda 2, The Link of the Adventure of Link, Exabyte, Ice Climber, Kid Icarus, Double Dragon 2, Bubble Bobble, Tecmo Bowl, Castlevania 2, Simon's Quest, Mario Brothers, Super C, Galaga. That, that man's playing Galaga. Yeah. You didn't think we'll see him, but think we noticed what we did. We did. <laughs> Star, Star Tropics. Ghosts and Goblins, Gradius. Those are all the games that are on the Mini NES Classic. Most of those can be bought and put on a 3DS. Yeah. I don't know about Final Fantasy, though. After I get the Pokedex unlocked and I move some stuff over from checking Final Fantasy. <laughs> we'll, by the end of this podcast, we will have knowledge if Final Fantasy is on the 3DS. <laughs> yeah, because I'll show it to you like... <laughs> if they put Star, if they put Star Fox Two on the 3DS eShop, eh, I'd be like, guys, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Cause I got it right here. Mini, mini NES and SNES or uh, 3DS. That's kind of how I felt like with the Super the SNES. It was just like, well, Earthbound's on it. I was like, oh, cool. And I was like, it went to the 3DS. I'm like, well, I don't need one now. I just want Earthbound. <laughs> It's like $79.99 or $9.99. There's a difference here that I'm liking. Let's go with this one. I don't need all of those games. I just need what? And if I want those games later, I'll use gold coins and get them later. We're good. <laughs> We're so good, but high hopes. Super Smash Brothers comes out when? This year, guaranteed. It's when? Be- 
You think it launches October, November? It won't launch late. It won't launch in December. You don't think it will launch when the what's it called comes out? What's it called? When the when the uh, when the online comes on from no. Nintendo. You don't think it launches with it? No, I don't believe it's going to launch with it. I feel like they're going to wait and test the online because how upsetting would that be to have Smash Brothers and a failing online? Because they're going to have to do. They're doing stress tests now. However, you're putting Smash Brothers out. Every Switch user that has ever played that game is going to be looking at that game. On top of that, they're redoing the fight pads. There's going, yeah, they're redoing a left Joy-Con, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. So we've got a couple things that we've got to go over on that. I see it coming out in November. That gives them plenty of time. They're going to use Splatoon as their launch pad to test this out. Because you got the Octo expansion. They've got another big announcement for Splatoon 2. See, how getting the mindset of Nintendo like this, they're going to set it up because Splatoon 2 is great. Smash Brothers is greater. Smash Brothers pulls from all of them. So, we're going to be looking at needing that online support to be more than just rock solid. It's got to be continental. That way, we don't get drops. Now, what we're going to see is we're going to see... Smash Brothers come out. There might be collector's edition of Smash Brothers. There's going to be amiibo compatibility for Smash Brothers, if I'm not mistaken. On top of that, there's probably going to be a console bundle. We're going to see the left and right Joy-Con rematch for the fighting games. On top of that, you're going to probably see a new Pro Controller. So if you're a fan of Smash Brothers, start banking money. Because it's going to be big. Big, big. I just, I just, I'm just ready. Like, seeing, um, like, Amiibos, man. The original Smash Line Amiibos, their price is probably going to shoot. You think they haven't already shot up? No, they've gone down. I'm watching. <laughs> 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 I'm watching. <laughs> like, when you have to have an app to track your collection, it's time to start watching prices. So, you don't even think they'll even show... Pokemon at E3 this year. No. The core Pokemon game, I don't think that these Let's Go Eevee and Let's Go Pikachu are core games. I think they're side shoots, like Mystery Dungeon. Yeah, like they even say core. So those are, I'm just saying, like, they released 2016, November 16th. They actually got the studio. They actually actually got a, uh, what's it called? Trailer for this stuff. Let's Go Yes. We're looking at trailers all on IGN. I had no idea. Hey, if they're showing it, let's watch it. Sure. Let's get an opinion on this. I'm just giving you an idea. Ah, that looks core. Okay, so that's not core. Okay, okay, I see what I see. Kind of what they're doing because this ain't going to be Pokemon. <laughs> this is this, this. Some of the Pokemon in that game are going to be you can transfer over from Pokemon Go. Okay, that's cool. 
So there's a Pokemon Go, Pokemon Pokeball Go Plus accessory. I'm not even going to touch that because the Pokemon Go Plus in the recent issues that we're having with that are bad. Really, issues right now. I was like, like, they're like, I got one. I'm going to return it because they don't work. Oh, they don't work. No. I've tried every single method that they posted online. They don't work. They've even mentioned the intake said, hey, sorry about the issues that we're having. Uh, we understand that some of them are not working. It's not the, the device, it's the app. So this is more of Niantic working their way into the Pokemon scene more often. I just, Pokemon Go, no, this is this, like, I like the app for what it is. This is just more of a reason to. This ain't this ain't core Pokemon. Like you said, this isn't your core Pokemon fan base. That's going to be playing. But we'll pull, we will take a look at it as a review for since like what they were trying to gain for. Shout out to Casey DeFreitas because she has another article up about it. Unless you want, would you like for me to read through it real quick? Go for it. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go. If you were officially rebuilt by the company, Pokemon company and Nintendo today. Which is kind of funny because like there was a I remember reading earlier like like during the TV show that they were gonna have an announcement this week. So for this falls verbatim with it being the week that it falls. Uh, the pair of Pokemon games are coming to the Nintendo Switch on November 16th and are not considered part of the core series of Pokemon games, though they share many core series features. These Aren't the Pokemon games teased during last year's E3? But that game, a core series Pokemon game, Pokemon RPG, is scheduled for the back half of 2019, which is fine because we would rather have it back then, anyways. As rumored, Pokemon Let's Go and Pikachu Let's uh, share elements from both Pokemon Go and the core series, like the original Pokemon Red and Blue, Green in Japan, of course. In the more recent Pokemon Sun and Moon, Let's Go takes place in Kanto and is directly inspired by and essentially a reimagining of 1998's Pokemon Yellow. The first generation of Pokemon from Pokemon Go will be transferable via Bluetooth to these Nintendo Switch games. So you don't get your Gen 2, you don't get your Gen 3, you just transfer over your Gen 1. And it looks like you have to use the same Pokemon Go kind of place. I'm, I'm sorry. Outside of that app, I don't know if I'm going to touch these. Yeah. Now, it, we'll go back and touch this. This is the reason why we're going to see Pokemon, the core game, the game that all of us hardcore fans are waiting for. It's going to come out November of 2019. I will timestamp that with a month. <laughs> Every year in November for the last... I can't remember how every Pokemon games. And th th this is why we all, now I'm going to explain why we all should just be calm and wait because this is going to be good stuff. Pokemon games always come out in November. What you have to think about is, as we're fans, Pokemon is becoming more and more of an eSport. If you're 18 or older, now you can compete for cash. So you've got an eSport. The eSport has always been rolling in in November. That's another reason why the timestamp is then. Now, we're looking at a core series, so they're working on some big updates. There might be a Generation 8 here, or it might be a Generation remaster of one of the other ones. 
one thing that we have to give them time for, and we all need to exemplify patience, is a lot of us from the original games, the original generation, we understand how painful Lost Generation is. To the fans that weren't there in the beginning, essentially, you have red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal on the Game Boy cartridge with a battery, no better than a watch battery, not even today's lithium. You would put your time and heart into getting these Pokemon knowing now that the game was eventually going to die and you're going to have to say goodbye to all of them because they did not move up. What they're doing is not only are they making the core game, as they get that, they're going to be working on the new methods to prevent hacking and they're going to be working on the same methods to transfer all of our Pokemon we have now up to the Switch. So they're probably rendering all new character models, all new code infrastructures. There's so much that they've got to do. Yeah, so like, she even goes on, Casey even goes on and says, on the surface, Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu and Let's Go, Eevee look like an overhauled, updated Pokemon Yellow Special Pikachu Edition. They take place in the Kanto region and include the original 151 Pokemon, plus their Alolan forms. No. No, Battles against trainers remain the same as they are in the core series. But wild Pokemon encounters are entirely different. So essentially wild Pokemon could show up any like the where the wild Pokemon will be will be different. However, the placement of all the trainers is the same. So And they might have patched out the Gengar and Mewtwo. Dude, I am in I am in Vermilion City on my yellow version right now. Level 20 to 21 Pikachu, level 16 to 17 Charmeleon and Ivysaur, level 100 Gengar. Oh my gosh. <laughs> level so, 100 Gengar. Oh my gosh, I love my Gengars. In uh, Pokemon Let's Go, wild Pokemon will be seen roaming the world in real time, replacing random battles. When you touch one of these Pokemon, the encounter becomes nearby identical to a Pokemon Go encounter. The Pokemon will be on screen. Give you the opportunity to throw a Pokeball to catch it. No battling involved. It appears that some. If not all, all all the mechanics from Pokemon Go are translated exactly into Let's Go. As in, how well you throw the ball determines your chance of catching the Pokemon. It's not much of a surprise considering Masuda designed those Pokeball throwing gameplay mechanics for Pokemon Go. And you use one Joy-Con. When, when, like she says, when in this encounter, a Pokeball can be thrown using the Joy-Con's motion controllers or the Pokemon Plus in the same way. So that means it's going to be connected to your Switch now? No, the Go, it'll be the other thing. Oh, the ball. The ball? Okay. The entire game can be controlled using just one Joy-Con or just the Pokeball Plus. But we don't have details on how this... Pokemon catching mechanic will work in handheld mode on the Switch. The Pokemon Pokeball Plus can carry any Pokemon. Trainer Bros will be familiar to those who have played any core Pokemon game. They are classic turn-based RPG battles, with each Pokemon having four moves to choose from. <laughs> Considering battling wild Pokemon is a common method to EV train Pokemon, we ask if effort value effort values and in individual webs, hidden stats in the core. Pokemon game, so like... IVs and EVs. The things that competitive players have to know and be able to execute. Yeah, so like, for listeners that might not know, like, let's say a Pikachu that doesn't know Iron Tail, like, 
taste, but like you can find its hidden ability. Just using that as an example, because I know some Pikachu's and some games can use Iron Tail. Iron Tail was a, when it came out in Generation Three, Generation Four, somewhere around in there. Pokemon Pikachu was able to learn it, I believe. It was taken away for a generation, I think, and then brought back. Uh, IVs and EVs are effort values, so it's the difference between seeing a Pikachu with, that's faster. You could have two Pikachus and one's faster than the other, but one takes damage better than the other. It's because they have different stat values, and those are based off of your IVs, your EVs, and your nature. Yeah, so pretty much, like I was saying, the more hidden value, more breeding worth. Pokemon is not a game that is beginner-friendly when you pass the story mode. No, it's not. Uh, would make a return and let's go. Masuda said we wanted to make it more simplified and to please wait for more de- and to please wait for more details. We did confirm there will be some difference in how you level up, raise, and train your Pokemon, but Masuda didn't have details on that immediately. Though Pokemon from Pokemon Go can be transferred to Pokemon Let's Go as long as they're of the first generation, Masuda and the Pokemon companies had no comment. Now, when SF Let's Go will be compatible with Pokemon Bank. It's or not. if Pokemon from Let's Go will be transferable to the Unnamed Core Series title coming in 2019. I'm and a- you're shaking your head no at no. me right no, now. No, 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 um, People that want that, yeah, uh, I'm going to be the dream crusher here. <laughs> I'm going to be your asteroid. You're going to be that Los Angeles balmy morning. No. End of story. We got people out there spoofing to get Pokemon. You really think that that's welcomed? No, it's not. <laughs> that's like being that guy who thinks he's going to take on the world and you're sitting over there in a corner hacking in your Pokemon or using an action replay. No. Same principle. It's not welcomed because there are other people out there that are putting in their hard efforts and times just to get through the story or people out there that are competi- battling competitive. This I feel like this turned into the big Pokemon spoof because like this keeps going. Like if you guys have access to the internet, please check out Casey DeFrieda's uh, article on IGN where I'm trying to get to someday. Maybe I don't know, but like she even goes on and says how Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go EV co-op works. Two player co-op, a never before seen feature for a Pokemon RPG, is available in Pokemon Let's Go. A mark will appear on screen that indicates two player mode is available. Then the second player just has to shake the opposite Joy-Con to drop in. This avatar will be the opposite of the main player's avatar. So if the main player is using a boy avatar, the second avatar will be a girl. Wow, that sucks, kinda. Yeah, I mean, there's Pokemon's always a duality. That's why the games in the manga that correspond to them. Oh, wow. I'm sorry, guys. Everyone's, like, blowing me up. Like, we're on screen right now. I am doing a podcast right now. I am texting one of my friends. He just asked me, tell me you've seen the po- the trailer for Pokemon. And I'm texting him back right now. I'm doing a podcast. Talking about it right now. Shout out to Brian Cast the Beat Casson up in Frankfort, Kentucky. He's one of my closest friends. I graduated. I didn't graduate, but we stayed in the room together. And, like, he knows I'm a big Pokemon fan. So, it's just kind of weird that we're talking about this. <laughs> Jordan, what's up with this information just coming out of nowhere? Just <laughs> it's how Nintendo is, man. They're like that 
mystical island turtle. It shows up when it wants to show up, not when you want it to show up. You can't shake dollar dollar bills at it like Sony and Microsoft and make them talk. Nintendo just comes and goes when they want to. Like, seriously, though, like, it's just... I wasn't, it's like, you just coming around. It's like, you don't do a podcast. Boom. Information. Information. <laughs> wow, though. Like, I don't even know what to say. We haven't made it to Sony yet. You realize? We haven't made it to Sony. She's on Pokemon. Yeah, I think Nintendo just decided today to kick Sony off the podcast. <laughs> Sony is going to have to be later. Wow. Oh, wow. Then, That's just how any Pokemon that hails from the Kanto region, uh, Pokemon Go connectivity, so Pokemon Let's Go. So, yeah. But. Once a Pokemon from Pokemon Go is transferred to Pokemon Let's Go, it will appear in the Pokemon Go Ranch, where it must be caught again. Damn, that sucks. <laughs> Just thinking about it. Hey guys, there's your Poke Bank. <laughs> you don't get to transfer. That that sounds salty, but still. Damn, just thinking about it. Just like you, you, you get the choice. Do you want to quit playing Pokemon Go? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to quit playing Pokemon Go? <laughs> if you play this game and move your Pokemon over, you can't defend your gym anymore. Now, how does that add to the level of influence on the gaming world? They're just, it's Neantic begging for a way in. You think so? Yeah, they're begging for a way in. I would not. Pokemon Go for me is, it's an app, it's enjoyable, it's a workout. However, it's not. Pokemon. <laughs> he said he said it looks amazing. He might have to buy a Switch now. Just wait. Yeah. I would say if you like this, wait and see. Just wait and see. But we haven't actually seen actual gameplay of it. Do you want to take actual look at the gameplay of it? Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to wait because I mean, we saw that footage in the video. And what that leads me to wonder is, okay, this is what they're doing with an app. And they were talking about using the Unreal 4. This is the actual trailer, too. We were watching the trailer for this. And they just showed the Pokemon Go app. We're all taking a look. You can check it out on YouTube. Let's take an actual trailer, though. What's I'm expecting that? Pokemon game. Okay. See, I don't like how they take the comp- the battling out of the wild encounter. I get what you're saying. It just just feel yeah. like Pokemon Go, and you can share. Okay, what's the point in sharing, though? You guys play together. Okay, I can see it. I can dig it. But two people can catch the Pokemon. Okay.
I don't care for this Pokeball throw, though. Oh. For what it is, it's the upgraded version. It's the upgraded version of Pokemon Go. I just want my Dratini. <laughs> but when does it launch? It'll be this year. They'll play. They'll play safe things by putting it out probably September through November. But only the first region, though. Right. Me too. Oh wow. It was Kanto. Yeah. A new style. I don't know if they actually give you. I know, kind of, to go with this, received a present. Me? It's probably. November 16th, 2018. You might be Mew. <sighs> so it's in November, so it's it fits in the time frame. It's what they're going to fill this year's, fill this year with. What I'm more impressed by is this is the direction they're taking the game's art. So this is at least what we're going to see with the core RPG. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. There's no point in not saying that. The, it's not a core game, but it gives you, it gives us that taste of what we're going to be looking for for Switch from here on out. How do you feel about the game, like actual over RPG format of that? Four moves set still. See, the, another reason why we can't have these Pokemon move over into the core games is some of the moves that these Pokemon get... Shouldn't really be having. They can't get in the core series. Is, is it really fair to have Charizard to have Solar Boom? That's in the core series. Sure. You Mega Evolve him into Mega Charizard Y and let it Solar Beam something for free. Well, that's he right. Yeah, he doesn't have to charge. Drought, baby. <laughs> get that drought going. Solar Beam. Take that. Check this out. Yeah, I'm going to answer that question. Yeah, it's saved. Okay. It is, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that age old question. Is Final Fantasy in the generation? But um, Jordan's actually been, of course, if you're still here, he's done a lot of adding Pokemon on here. So I'm checking them out. But <laughs> whoa! So I just feel like Game Freak, Nintendo, Pokemon Company just dropped a bone for everyone. I might pick it up. I'll give it that. I'll, I will give them the benefit of the doubt to try it. Which one would you pick up? Both. Digitally? Yeah, because if I'm going to... Pokemon games for me have to be digital. Digital? Okay. Mary? Or is it already like this? I already like that. At least I don't know. I haven't, like, what's it called? This is my... Oh, oh yeah, you've got to make it to the Pokemon Center. Oh, God. Otherwise, you don't get to see any of your Pokemon. Is that 28% though? I'll see you. So you haven't actually been to the Pokemon Center yet? No, I just get the Pokedex. Okay, I'll check it out. Um, with that being said, what's switch? It's kind of hard to switch from what you just, what we got from Nintendo tonight to Sony. <laughs> I haven't been paying too much attention to Sony. It's it's kind of hard to switch now. So, but we're gonna have to do it because they are 
of the big three. And by the way, it's not on here. Oh, wait, Final Fantasy? Yeah. So, it looks like an NES Classic. It looks like kind of a thing. How do you feel about them already going ahead and say what's going to be at their E3? Uh, for correction, later on in the podcast, I said that's, I say uh, Days Gone. It should be technically Ghost of Tsushima. Um, how do you feel about them going ahead and say the four games that's going to be there? Is it, uh, Death of, I mean, Ghost of Tsushima, Death, Death Stranding, The Last of Us 2, and Spider-Man. Just going ahead and telling you, don't expect too much. Yeah, don't expect too much. I mean, that's they don't feel the need to bring too much with them this year. Why not? Because they're about to switch over to the PS5? No, because they're just arrogant. <laughs> They've probably got a surprise announcement that's going to come out. I just feel like the company's a little bit more arrogant than what they need to be right now. Uh, I mean, hell, they don't even really feel the threat from the Switch. I feel like anyone should feel the threat from the Switch right now. I feel like everybody should, because once some of these games get going, it's hard to stop it. Yes, it is. Like, how are you going to stop me from saying, oh, I can play this on the go compared to just staying at home? I'd rather have the ability to play a video game wherever I wanted to play it. Mm -hmm. I mean, in some situations, you have relationships where it might be nicer for your partner who might not want to sit there and watch you play a video game because you know not everybody is a gamer would be willing to be a gamer so you'll have some partners in relationships that would rather watch tv or a movie and if you want to play a game it'd be nice to be able to pick that up off of the tv and play it in your hands because i mean then you could still contribute to being in the room with them you can always put it on pause and you can just let them have the tv because not everybody's going to be buying multiple televisions. So it's, there's a lot of benefits that I've seen that could go out to being able to have a Switch and have your game on the Switch. It fits a lot of different lifestyles. I mean, also, like, that was part of the conversation I was trying to have uh, earlier about, like, my girlfriend's uh, a sister. That, like, she said, like, that kind of ruined her first relationship. Like, her first wedding, her first real marriage because like the guy was so into the his video games that he really didn't focus on them like when they start having kids and it's like like I was asking, how do you balance that out as a gamer? Because like you like to play your games, escapism, but at the same time you had to learn that there's other more things more important. Now can like his pause underneath that whole conversation is like, can you really blame the video game for your a person's action when we both agree that it's not the video game in this is the scapegoat it's the person's actions so this is my uh, psa on this for anybody that that listens here um we have an off button we have a save function and a pause button for a reason exactly ladies <laughs> and gentlemen <laughs> both because we've there's men and women out there boys and girls that will uh escape and you will not pay attention to somebody, and you will just focus on the game, and you will essentially lose people that care about you. Video games are fun. However, remember, just from all those people we've watched die to World of Warcraft, playing video games for way too long in a sitting will cause some very bad things. Like 
or a Chinese person dying from starvation and hunger, or starvation and uh, dehydration. Don't do it. And uh, make sure to take breaks. So that's why we have a save function. That's why we have a pause button and a power button. You can always pick the game up later on. Spend time with the people in your life. And that's what matters. And, like, that's what we're trying to, like... If you want somebody to play a video game with you, the last thing you want to do is be the person that doesn't turn the video game off. Right. Right. Because you want to show them that they're just as important. Actually, you want to show those people in your life that they're more important than that video game. Exactly. Like, I was even been subject to doing, like, playing God of War because, like, it's more story-based. And, like, Caitlin, Danielle would be talking to me and just go, like, talk to me about something and I'll, like, have to hit the pause button and go, like, I'm sorry, babe. Can you say that over again? Like, just not, like, I'm just trying to hear the story, but she's talking to me, too. Like, there's nothing wrong with hitting the pause button. Like, just repeat what you said so I can talk to you. Just trying to balance it out. And, like, some people, like, my dad, like, he has this thing, like, when he's in this video game, he's gone. You can't talk to him whatsoever. And I refuse to be that way. I'm trying to have your conversation one-on-one. I have my 3DS in my hand right now, but, like, you tell me to get to... The Pokemon Center right now. I'm going to hit the Pokemon Center and stop playing the game. Because, like, there's no point in me playing it while we're having this podcast. You're doing it because, like you said, yeah, I can do it. I can balance it out. Me, I can't do it. And I'm actually just going to pass it off to you because I don't know where the Pokemon Center is at. <laughs> but with that being said, sir, is there any game this year? That you feel like you're going to be announced be, like, most influential. You, We've already talked about the world ends with you. We've already talked about Kingdom Hearts. we talked about Beyond Good and Evil. Cyberpunk 27-7? 27-7? You think it's going to be good? No opinion on it as of yet. You're, you're just waiting. Your project, CD Projekt Red, just like, let's just wait. But, Pokemon. We just announced. You think it's going to be a game changer at all? This new one... Not so much. As I said, I'll try it. Check it out. Uh, I'll check it out just to see how it might go. Oh, wait. You went well up here. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, where did he go? Uh, yeah, the new ones, the Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, I think they're just there to have, not there for anything special. You think it's kind of like a, like, we're just putting this out here because we promised that you would have something out for 2018. Here you go. Well, they, they said 2018 to 2019, so there was no promise of this year. I think they're giving it to us so we have something. Because mm-hmm. people want to see, ultimately, how Pokemon could look on the Switch. Again, it's not going to be the core game, so we don't know what our end game could be. We don't know what region we're going to. We don't know if it's a retelling or something new. It's just something there to keep the fans ready, which that means we've got one of three. No, it's going to be one of two options. We got one of two options for the competitive scene, and it's going to be a nightmare. Uh, oh, you either get a remake, we either get another year like this or last year. So that's option A. It's split into two parts. You either get no megas. Well, and, and a limited Pokedex, or you get Megas and a national Pokedex, or we get a remake of the second year of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. 
where they allowed Pokemon like Xerneas, Primal Groudon, Primal Kyogre, and Mewtwo to be competitively legal. And now, if you haven't seen him, Ultra Necrozma is a badass. Mm. Like, hands down, he's more powerful than some of the others without even needing to try. No, my problem with this is that some pe- some fans are like, "Oh, I don't, I don't like a Mega Evolution." I'm like, "Really? Mm-hmm. I can't believe like I feel like they should have made more. Mega Dragonite would have been nice." <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dragonite got no no love. That's my favorite couple one too. Dragonite got no love. Did you put that on? <laughs> There's a Dratini on here. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna save the game for you right here, so you can experience your Pokedex. Oh well. Um, what's the what's the name of it? Um, we were just talking about like how games can play influence and stuff. Bad example of this, actually. IGN. Whoa. You could just flip through some boxed fights. IGN. IGN just posted something, which I don't understand why some developers would make. I'm not even going to read the article. It's called School Shooting Game Removed from Steam. Why is there a school shooting game? Okay, yeah, that's crossing the boundary. <laughs> the last time I was on the podcast, we talked about this and the correlation of. Somebody really likes pushing the boundaries. You made a game about this? This sensitive of a subject? No. Hmm. No, no. We know you do know Detroit Become Human has that same lineage of stuff to be talked about too, like with this domestic violence. I think. Yeah, it's it's. There's certain things that you cannot put in a video game. Mm-hmm. You just can't do it. It's not appropriate. But I just don't understand why we. Now they're you're you're literally feeding the other side of the argument by making the game. Where people are saying that you need to, you know, review video games. Are they too aggressive? Are they too violent? Do they cause school shootings? Well, now you're essentially trying. You're really trying to pour the gasoline, the rocket fuel, whatever you want to chew. And this is the industry that we both love. And we're trying to show to the next generation that it's fun to play these games. But there's a fine line between it. Like... I'm happy you played The Last of Us. I'm playing you played Uncharted. But what's the overall meaning behind it? You know? Like, what's the thing? How can you carry with it with your life to make yourself a better person? Instead of, like, oh, well, have this mindset of, ooh, well, there's a game about school shooting. Well, maybe we could go do it. Which we would not encourage anyone to do. It's just like, why even have the thought of it in there? Like, what publisher would do that? What developer should do something like that? It's just like, you realize that this is like becoming like a national issue right now, right? I don't think this person who made this game realizes this at all. (laughs) I mean, like, we just had President Donald Trump just go ahead and say, well, violence is this. And what does the gaming industry do? We backfire with beautiful gaming systems. Like, we backfire with Horizon Zero Dawn. We backfire with Breath of the Wild. We backfire with The Witcher. We backfire with all these games that show competitiveness and willingness, shows morality and value. 
And now we have a game about school shooting. <laughs> school shooting. So it's like a backwards, like we're biting ourselves. I was like, <laughs> Why are we biting our own ass? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're trying to show you good stuff. Well, a lonely executor is no apparent in Pokemon Go. Pokemon just taking over tonight. There's so much other ideas. How, do you know? So you are coming back on for E3, right? Yeah. Just my answer. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be able to pick up more on the podcast once E3 touches down. I like how you say that and we're two hours in. You know? Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. That's how it always works. Anything you would recommend to play before E3? Before the calm... Let's say before Octopath Traveler. If you haven't played a Pokemon <laughs> game, you might as well put the time into it now. Just go and do it. Did you already save this? Yeah. Okay. You the best. Yeah, bro. go ahead. You can double save it. Double tap. That's a rule. Zombie land. Yeah, we're good. But where can we find you at on the internet, sir? Well, you could probably Google me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I've given on my Twitter tag in the past. I just haven't been on there. Matorva is how you can find me on Nintendo. You can find me on PSN. You can find me on Xbox. You can look me up on Facebook by my name, which would be Jordan Simpson, obviously. Uh, if you need a picture, just look for the guy wearing a Mew hoodie. Yeah, as he does right now. I'm sporting my ancient <laughs> Mew hoodie. I'm the only person with one for a geographical region. <laughs> and the horrid joke is that it was made by the impoverished hands of the Chinese children. So the only thing I get to be prideful about is that I might have given children a job for a month as they made my video. <laughs> that was thrown at me. And it's just like. <laughs> Do you have any questions for me? All good. All good? <laughs> you got any closing remarks you want to talk about? Or Gotta catch them all. Gotta <laughs> catch them all. And like I said, like, that information came while we were talking, which is not, you can't spill Everything is going back towards credit. Any games you want to see reviewed by us, by me, as to the Detroit game. Detroit. Oh, Detroit. Yeah. Well, I guess you'll be the first one. This is a AOA gaming exclusive. Is that it is in the queue to be reviewed. The way we're doing it at this time is that I'm not going to play it. Caitlin's going to play it. It's because, like I said, that was supposed to be her first big girl game. But seeing how we had the technical difficulties, which was it called? I had her play until dawn. So now that she has the feel of these kind of games, she gets to play Detroit. So I'm going to review it based off what she thinks. And then we'll have it based off. Because, like, I'll, I'll get the same experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just want to see my girlfriend have fun playing a video game. With me not helping her, because I'm not going to know anything. Only really difference with until dawn, I knew everything. This one, I had no fucking clue what was going to happen. So it's like, let's do it. <laughs> so Detroit, God of War, Monster Hunter Review is coming soon. Like, it's still there. Just haven't had time. But it's still in the works. Anything else? That's it. <laughs> Splatoon 2 is on the way. and Splatoon 2 is new DLC. <laughs> and uh, like I said, like w- this has been Jordan Simpson. And like I said, we'll be back with another segment. So th- just stay tuned. And like I said, we'll see you at E3. We'll get you in the lineup, of course. And like, I got both. We got like a lot of people that want to do it this year. So we have it, and it was good having you on, bro. Thank, Thank you. you for doing it. Thank you for having me. <laughs> of course. We stop what? Uh, 
squeaking. Squeaking? Squeaking. Squeak, squeak, squeak. Welcome to a special segment of Awoy Gaming. I'm your host, Perry Morton. Back at it as we gear up for E3. And today, or tonight, wherever you're located at, we're going to be talking to some of our minor gamers. We're going to go by OY, it's the girl, and 2Y, the boy. Boy, if you play God of War. <laughs> These two, with the premise of AWA Gaming, is to play video games in a way on how you can influence yourself. Like, like you take something away from it. It's not about the actual gameplay that you go through. It's the overall experience that you have at the end of it. So, I tasked you two, as you two are brother and sister, to play it. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. I've never played the game myself. But the first question is, what is the overall theme of A Way Out? Um, I think the overall theme probably would be that you have to trust people in some sorts, but also not too trusting. Yeah, like, if you would have asked me the question at the beginning of the game, it would have been a totally different answer. But at the ending of the game, I thought that the theme was never assume which you don't know. Okay, so what's the game about? Isn't this game about uh, two people that are in the prison and you escape from prison? Yeah, two people, you start out in the prison and then you have to like work together to escape and then you have to go on this adventure together to uh, kill this one person and it has some twist in it and you get frustrated with each other. <laughs> maybe that. Maybe that's just us. <laughs> well, how did it make you feel that you had to play it with somebody else? Like, you couldn't play it by yourself? It was frustrating because we had different ideas, I think. Well, we had to work around each other. Not really around each other, but we had to come together at the same time. Considering that we had to go to school, we come home, she has a band. All that. Yeah. Wish I had to work around it. Okay. So it's like compromise in the sense of like, okay, you're not busy. You're not busy. So let's play. And like, yeah. I picked the game for you guys to play because it was relatively short. Stevie, get your face <laughs> out of food. <laughs> you hear dogs pooping in the background, guys. You gotta love it. <laughs> oh, sorry, Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Some of the best podcasts, love it. <laughs> now, what was your overall experience playing A Way Out? Um, Very confusing. Yeah. Like, you would you would be thinking one thing at one point, and then all of a sudden, you'd be, like, on a whole different adventure, thinking a whole different ideas. Really? Yeah, you would definitely have one idea going into something and then you'd have to switch it up during. Okay, spoil it for me. So, when we were, let's see, when we were on the base of when we were getting to Harvey, the main guy, when we got out of jail, uh, we had to stay covered and kill all the guys basically to get to Harvey. And of course we, we died on a couple parts because when we got to him, he had Tyler's character, which was uh, Vincent <laughs> and Leo. And Leo, they were. Let, let me add on to that. So this is her 
this is her first real game <laughs> actually playing. So I guess you could say I carried her <laughs> throughout the game. There's no such thing as carry. I had to <laughs> tell her when to not move and when to move, when to not shoot and when to shoot. But she did good. Yeah, I mean, like, it's good. Like, like, how does that feel? Like, you coming off just playing games like, say, Fortnite or PUBG to having squads of people that already know how to play to going to people, a person, your own sister, has never played a game herself. Pretty much a backseat gamer. Yeah. Which is nothing to be ashamed about. That's what Twitch streamers do. Like, you see Twitch people stream and then we have just people, like, chatting, just backseat going, you should do this, you should do that. So, how does it feel to ever actually have her experience your first game? Well, at first, it was really frustrating. Because, you know, usually you just be like, all right, do this, and then go to that. But with her, I tell her something. She's like, well, how do you do this? Well, what button is that? So, at first, it was kind of frustrating, but she caught on, and it got easier throughout the game. How did you feel? It was difficult learning the buttons as you were needing them in that moment. Yeah. It, it got easier as we went on. And that's how it is as gamers. Like, not you're not the only one like that's why they have tutorials at the beginning of the game like all that stuff like well that you hit this button hit this button it sets you up for later on in the game so the next game that i throw at you you're gonna go like oh that's a tutorial it prepares you for this so how do you feel because like you've been playing uncharted and known a way out how does it feel going from Fortnite like every day to playing games like Uncharted or A Way Out, story-based games? Well, in Fortnite and games like that, you just want to rush immediately. But in games like Uncharted and A Way Out, you have to kind of be stealthy sometimes when you're used to just running up and shooting. Mm-hmm. So how does that make you feel as an overall gamer? Have you, are you learning to adapt better to like overall gameplay? Yeah, I mean... It makes me feel like I'm definitely getting better because, like, when I first started playing, I would just run up and start shooting, and, of course, I'd die. But now I catch myself, when I play Fortnite, kind of, like, slowly moving around, not wanting to rush as much. Mm-hmm. So it shows me, like, different perspectives on different games. No. As you know, what your sister, OY, over here actually has been helping me pick the next game for you to play. You feel like she's doing a great job? Yeah, I mean, the first, <laughs> first game was um, Last of Us. And I went into that thinking that it was going to be super easy, wasn't going to have to do much, a couple, couple missions, it's going to be over. Well, the first couple missions were decently easy. And then towards the end of the game, it started getting really confusing, where I just have to, like, take take couple breaks. But yeah, I think she, I think she did. <laughs> now, what makes you pick the game for two Uh, we'll see. The Last of Us, it was based off uh, zombies. It had zombies in it. And uh, when we were younger, we played Left 4 Dead a lot. Ooh. So, uh, I figured he'd like that because of the zombies. <laughs> like I said, like, we got things in the store for you. But yeah, it is to get... Not... To appreciate Fortnite, because it is the hottest thing on the earth right now in the mom and grop shop. That is, uh, 
Greg Miller would say, but we have to get you to a point like where you can appreciate all games for a sense of like, you know, my favorite game of all time is either Zelda or Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. And I'm trying to get you guys on that path, like where you can play every game and go like, okay, that was great. What did I learn from it? How do I put it in my everyday life? Like in a good way, not yeah. not in a negative sense. So like I said, like you see me with GTA. GTA is an amazing game, per se. But like once you start going around, just start shooting people. I'm just like, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> like I I enjoy the story of GTA to the premise of what it should be. But once you just start, let's say, just messing around, it's like there's gotta be something else for me to do, <laughs> like in life. <laughs> so. Let's see. We, oh, you guys are doing really good. I know, I know. How has it made you a better gamer? And would you want to continue to play video games? After <laughs> playing this one, yeah, I'd probably play more. <laughs> yeah. It showed me that, like, all kinds of games can have, like, different categories, I guess you could say. Because, like, in this one, I thought it was just going to be, like, you know easy story mode you go in you find this you'd use this but it used like you had to drive around sometimes you had to shoot you had to do all kinds of stuff you had to look out for yeah. the other person it was it was good you realize you both were pretty much like reviewing the game as you're on this podcast yeah you were pretty much reviewing something that i thought it would be interesting to play and like well i care about as you like i said yesterday you two are about to transition to the most critical years of your life and like it means a lot to me to make sure that you guys are on the right path but are also still have each other's back as i am new in your relationship with your aunt and stuff so i just really care about it and like the way i can talk to you is through video games because like video games saved my life in a sense where i wasn't out on the streets doing anything or the fact that it actually bonded me with my little sister. Then, like, we actually had a fist fight. Like, I mentioned it last night. Like, we actually had a fist fight over a video game. And then we beat the video game, and, like, we've been close ever since. Like, she didn't want to do something the right way, then it turned bad. Me being a bigger brother, I should have realized the situation. But now we're closer. And, like, that game is what actually got this podcast started. And... I think, not right now, but I think you guys should go through that game together. It's really frustrating. It's it's called The Last Guardian. It's about, you're a kid and you have like a cat. Pull up your phone. It's called, yeah, it's called, look up Trico on Google. And you'll see what this thing looks like. It's like a T-R-I-C-O. Trico. <laughs> Trico. Well, not that one. Trico. Yeah, T R I C O. It's a. T R I. Is that like the company? Made it? Trico? Trico? Uh, it's the image. You see it? Oh. So. Sounds like the cat? 
in the game? No, it's like a cat, bird, slash chicken, rooster. Dang. Rat. That's a Trico. Oh. So what you do is you have to command him to go a certain way. And what happened was, like, most of the time we would get frustrated because it's like it has a mind of its own, like, literally, like how any animal does. It's like a thing of its own nature, so it's not going to listen to you all the time. And, like, there's a trophy. You guys were popping trophies right and left here. There's a certain trophy on The Last Guardian where it says, beat the game in less than five hours. So, I was trying to do that to, like, prove a point, like, towards my little sis. And she was just like, no, she didn't understand the thing, the concept of trophies. And then we kind of got a fight over it. So... So, with that being said, you've been playing a lot of shooting games. The next goal is to get you to play more open world games. I think a good one for you, but we'll get to it here in a sec. Would you recommend this to one of your friends? Well, it depends on like what type of gamer they are. If they're like a they like to play by themselves and they really just don't like to be with other people, like, and play with other people, just play by themselves, then, no, not really. But if they usually, like, play with their friends and, like, they're looking for a different game to play instead of just, like, Fortnite or something like that, then, yeah, for sure. Would you recommend it to a friend? Yeah. Your boyfriend. Would you think he would play with his his brother? Yeah. You think so? Well, the game is yours. You can just really just pass it off to him and say, hey, yeah, play the game. they might be frustrated. Like, a lot. But I think it would probably bring them closer. Yeah. Like I said, like, I just thought that would be cool. I was like, yo, I can't have anyone else play this game. But you too. I think about this stuff. I'm a mad scientist <laughs> at times. So, <laughs> with that being said, you guys have improved, of course. I love it. What game are you looking forward to as we approach E3? You don't know any, do you? Not really, no. Do you know what E3 is? No. It is, because we'll be watching it. So mark your calendars for June 11th. June 11th. June 11th. We'll be here watching it. Um, just is it like a movie? It's not a movie, but I'll look it up just to give you the full definition, because I want to do it justice. E3... Definition. I know what it is, listeners. The Electronic Entertainment Expo, commonly referred to as E3, is a premier trade event for the video game industry. E3 was formerly form, formerly an industry-only event. Individuals who wished to attend were required by the ESA to verify a professional connection to the video game industry. So with that being said is the, lecture, the Electronic Entertainment Expo is E3. What that means is when for a whole weekend, for a whole week, Xbox, Nintendo, Sony, I'll have a big press conference in the summer to show off all their upcoming games that are coming out in this year or years to come. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> <This awkward silence. laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so 
if that makes sense. So they pretty much get on stage and show off all their new upcoming games. So this year, Sony has already said that for their big four is Death Stranding, which is by Hito Kojima. He's like, have you ever heard of Metal Gear Solid, which you probably haven't. Have you heard of it, Tua? Metal Gear Solid? No. Okay. Metal Gear Solid. The Last of Us 2. <laughs> yeah. The Last of Us 2. Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah, there's a Spider-Man game coming out this year. Nice. And I think the last one is Days Gone. Yeah, I think the last one's Days Gone. Yeah. So... They're announcing their stuff, and then Nintendo, they announced their stuff. We don't know what Nintendo is going to announce. We kind of figure they're going to talk about Super Smash Brothers, which I probably heard of. Um, no, never. Never. Never, no. Xbox, they're going to announce their game. So pretty much it's like a big convention where the companies come together and talk about the games that are coming out in the next year, the next couple of years. So... We figured we all just watch it together because at the for AWA gaming we're gonna be covering it. So Monday, Sony goes on. So with that being said, we'll be watching it all together, like here. Then afterwards, we'll do another recording to see what you liked about the upcoming game, how excited you are to play it, <laughs> as you continue to be a gamer. <laughs> so. And that's right, 8 o'clock? Yeah, 8 o'clock. It's going to be fairly exciting. But anyways, let's change to part four. Hey, Big Sus, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, can I, have, can I borrow Derek? We're going to do something special. Yeah, all right. Yeah, no, I can't have him. No, no, no. I, I, I plan on... Marrying someone else. Oh. I think she's your sister. Snap her doodle. So. You can have a bow. Oh, I can't do bow. <laughs> I can't do that though. So. Can't afford both rings. <laughs> I can't afford <laughs> both three rings. Technically, if you look at it. Oh, here, oh, here, I can podcast and stuff. We're still recording, but this is the end. I'm glad to have you two on. You're. You're doing better. I've seen them. Me being a bad, a mad scientist, I've seen improvement in your attitude towards one another. And I think everyone else in the household has. With that being said, can you name my bag? Yeah. <laughs> this next one's for Derek, actually. Ooh. And it kind of opens up the floodgates. For after that, players. we're done with parts. Watch this be like a three-player game. <laughs> <laughs> no parts. Well, we wouldn't have enough control. Uh, close your eyes. I mean, you can borrow mine. Borrow your eyes? <laughs> close your eyes. <laughs> I thought you said you could borrow no, my eyes. No, he's talking about the control. I thought you said you could borrow my eyes. I was like, oh. Here you go, sir. You'd be like, what? Uncharted 4. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's the, that's the last one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Lost Legacy? Yeah. yeah. So. I don't, even, I don't even know if I ever played that one. Is Drag Count in that one? No. So, you guys are awesome. So, continue the game. Is this AWA game right now? That's the one I started at, so. Huh? That's the one I started at. <laughs> yeah. So. That's awesome. Yeah.
You guys have fun with that. Oh, no, it's nothing but a movie. We're family. And we love y'all. And everyone, good night. Hey, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Whoa, what a lot of information coming from Pokemon. Wow. I can't believe they announced that during the podcast. It's just so fun to, like, as you think you have so much material to talk about, and all of a sudden, like, you have this, what you call the internet, and, like, things just drop, and you just have time to listen to and, like, just, just discuss. And thank you for Casey DeFritos for, like, offering that for everyone to see um, for from IGN on, like, to GameSpot. I'm pretty sure they covered to Kotaku. Everyone probably covered it. was just the fact that I personally, or was, I am always on the IGN site, and I just kind of break the habit of, like, looking on GameSpot or looking at Game Informer or looking somewhere else from, because we're all part of the gaming industry, and we all deserve the same credit. So, But I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys had a lot of fun, too, as well. Um, we will be back for E3. This is, like, a gear towards it. And like I said, I hope you think the miners are doing well as I'm trying to progress them. And if you need feedback, give me give me feedback. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and the podcast is still on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and all your podcast directories. You can follow me on Twitter at AgentPlatypus23, uh, where I will follow back. And, like, if you have a game for me to recommend to play, go for it. Like, we got reviews still coming like I said, I'm just in the process of moving, so those kind of things get in the way. But feel free to leave a review on Apple Podcast. Uh, tell me what you like and dislike. Please leave a five-star review because this is AOA Gaming, and we like to influence people like to enjoy their video games. And we hope to see you at E3 with more coverage as I feel like this is about to be a big, big E3 with more to come as... You can see as we were just talking, all of a sudden Pokemon was announced. Whew. I don't know what to tell you guys, but we're not even at the halfway point, and I'm having a lot of fun with this. And I hope you are too. And this is Perry signing out, and we'll see you next time on the next episode of AWA Gaming. Peace, guys.